Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> Jesus, get that all out my throat. Lord have mercy. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working late, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. Because I just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, with a little God, with a little gospel, with all that good stuff, things tend to go the right way. With that being said, we finna go ahead and kick this thing on off with the first song of the day. Because you know what I'm saying? I ain't been here for a minute. I done missed y'all. Lord have mercy. I done missed y'all so much. But I ain't gonna cry. I ain't gonna cry because I've been crying all morning. I ain't gonna cap. I've been crying since I left Problem. I ain't even gonna lie. Just because of the goodness of God. But listen. Stop. Um, stop. Stone, I ain't, I ain't at you. Look, he said, goodness is God, and you want to start playing. Wait. <laughs> but yeah, let me go ahead and cut to this song, and then we're going to come right back, because Google just want to go up already. I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God
I hope y'all starting y'all day out fantastic like me. Good morning. This is a terrific Tuesday, and we better praise the Lord on this morning. Hallelujah. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Uh, not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe you called off work today, maybe you don't got no job, whatever the case may be. Hey, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day out the right way. Meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. Because guess what? When you allow God to go before your day, cover your mind, cover your spirit, things tend to turn out a little bit better. Because truth is, I be having some messed up days, too. I be aggravated, irritated, and frustrated, too, sometimes. But when I allow God to cover my mind, cover my spirit, all things work together for my good. And guess what? You know what I'm saying? What was big in my eyes is little in God's hands. So I don't worry about it no more. Amen? Amen. <laughs> with that being said, y'all know how we start off. We like to start off with a little prayer. I don't know about y'all, but I'm always praying. And I believe in starting my day off with prayer. I told Pastor Charles Wiles that, man, I, I can't stand you because I'm going to wake up in prayer and you're going to be like, what is going on with this boy? Why he's stumping all upstairs? So yeah, I I wasn't, I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. But no, real talk, I do start my day off in prayer. Y'all know that each and every morning we take our time to pray, get a little scripture in, get a little music in. So I'm going to go ahead and tap into, um, of course, a little prayer. And then we're going to come right on back because, you know, uh, yeah, we're just going to do it like that. Amen? Amen. Father God, we thank you right now, God, just for your grace, your mercy, and your peace. God, we thank you right now for waking us up on this morning, God, giving us love, giving us joy, oh God, covering our mind, covering our spirit. God, we thank you, oh God, that you woke us up with fresh breath, oh God, with a fresh mind, oh God, with a sober mind, a mind ready to love you, oh God, to stay on you. God, we thank you, oh God, that no weapon formed against us was able to prosper, even as we slept and slumbered, God. You protected our family, our finances, and our faith, God, so we give you glory, honor, and praise on this morning, oh God, with a heart of gratitude and appreciation, God. We just come to you thanking you oh god for this new day thank you for the grace of today the purpose and the assignment that you have given us on today god we give you glory we give you honor and we give you praise father even as we come before you on today god we also take a moment to repent of every sin transgression and iniquity god everything that comes against us oh god everything that fights against us oh god we ask that you remove it away from us in the name of jesus oh god we repent oh god for every person that we've offended every person that we've hurt harm oh god or offended we ask that you'll cause them to forgive us oh god even as 
us, we forgive those people that have hurt, harm, and offended us, oh God. We ask that you will cause us, oh God, to have a clean heart, God, clean mind, oh God, clean spirit, oh God, purify our heart in the name of Jesus, oh God, that we may be able to worship you in spirit and in truth, that we may be effective in our calling, God. We thank you right now for all that you're doing. God, we thank you, oh God, for the blessing of today and this room, God, and this space and the grace that you have given us to have healthy conversation. Father, even as people come in here to listen, laugh, and learn, God, I ask that you will allow them to be edified, allow them to be entertained, God, allow them to be elevated and educated in the name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, that even as we continue to go before the day, oh God, that you will continue to bless us, oh God, that you will continue to download into us the agenda of heaven, oh God, that you will continue to move in us, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that no weapon formed against us will be able to prosper even as we go throughout the day. We thank you, oh God, for raises, bonuses, sales, and commission. We thank you for checks in the mail, direct deposits, payments received. God, we thank you, oh God, for observations. We thank you for contracts, God. We thank you for new opportunities. We thank you for doors being open, God. We thank you for windows being open. We thank you for portals being open. God, we thank you, oh God, for destinies being open in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for for every person connected to this room, God. We ask that even after they come in here, God, that they'll leave, oh God, with a positive mindset, that they'll leave with a positive spirit, oh God, that they'll leave with a positive attitude. Allow this space, oh God, and the conversation of this atmosphere, oh God, allow them to positively affect their day in the name of Jesus. And we thank you because as we pray, we believe by faith that it is so. Because you are not a man that you shall lie, neither are you the son of man that you shall repent. God, you have given us authority as your children, oh God, to decree and declare. So we decree and declare that this shall be a blessed day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, I'm going to have to stop because I was going to get excited and still go in a little bit more. My fault. Um, let's get to the next song. Amen. Amen. Listen, we finna have a fun day. I ain't been here in almost what? Three, three, four, five, six, seven, eight days. Yeah, I miss y'all. I really, really miss y'all. Mom Lynn, I don't know. Listen, Pastor Charles had me down there working, and I was kind of tired. But guess what? God came through. God made a way, and it was an amazing time. We're going to get to it in just a second. Like I said, I want to cut to another song, and then we coming right, right back, okay? Hold on. Google finna go off in what? Right about one minute? Yeah, so let me go ahead and pull the scripture of the day up, because Google finna go off in just a second and letting us know that, hey, yeah, it's time for and I kind of miss Google because I ain't heard Google in like a couple of days. Like, I ain't heard Google at all. I miss my whole house. Google, you ain't going to go out? Okay. It's 8 there. No? Yeah? You know what? This one I'm going to do. I got him. You know Google go go off in the middle of the south. Right. That's why I'm going to go to a whole nother speaker in my house. Oh, yeah. 
not ashamed to fall down on the knees and cry out to you so you will see all I want to be is all yours. I lift my hands as high as they will go as I to let you know all I want to be is all yours. I'm not ashamed.
Good morning, good morning, good morning. See, I had to play it from another speaker, so now I got to run back over here to my room so I can get my clap on. There we go. Amen, 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 amen. Woo! Woo! Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Waking Up With The Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe called out work today, whatever the case may be, we still make sure that you start your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. I just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, you know what I'm saying? You, you get a little gospel, get a little Jesus, you know what I'm saying? You know, stuff in your mind, things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you're going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravations, irritations, frustrations, because you're definitely going to have some of those. But when you trust in God, believe in him, hold fast to him, hold strong to him, guess what? Things tend to work a little bit better for you. Amen? Amen. With that being said, it's time for the scripture of the day, the word of the day. Time for the little word. Amen? Amen. So the scripture of the day today comes from 1 Timothy 2 and 1. First Timothy, second chapter, starting at the first verse, reading to the second from the New Living Translation, brought to you by BibleGateway.com. And it reads, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people, ask them, intercede on their behalf, and thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked with godliness and dignity. I'm going to stop right there. Stop right there because that's where the scripture stops at today. And I don't, I don't know. I'm going to read it one more time. I'm going to read it one more time just because I always read it twice. First Timothy, second chapter. It said, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. I'm going to stop right there because I believe by faith. And although I'm not nobody's senior leader, and I'm glad I'm not. I'm the senior pastor. Jerome, well, I'm glad I ain't a senior pastor. But uh, not a senior pastor, not a doctor. But I believe I, I'm a prophet of God. And I believe that in this season, this scripture is prophetic to us on today. While somebody pulled it out the Bible and decided to put it down for us to read on today, I believe it is significant to us on today. Because in this season of our life, we have to not have prejudices prejudices or biases or whatever we want to call them, but we have to have a life that causes us to pray for our people. Hear me again. Pray for our people. Intercede for our people. Asking God to help our people and give thanks for them 
so that you can live a peaceable while a life and then it gives us further instructions to even pay for the people who are in authority for all kings all rulers everyone who sits in a place of making decisions because why and i heard this quote while i was traveling back yesterday listening to td jake's book on um, disruptive thinking and he says while a lot of the the sentiments of life are yelled or screamed in the bullhorn they're not echoed in the uh they're not echoed or repeated in the meetings of the boardroom and that's where decisions are made but this is that season where if we will begin to pray for those who are in the boardroom if we'll begin to pray for those who are in leadership and who are in authority guess what i believe by faith that we can make some things shake oftentimes we're screaming in the bullhorn and we're trying to holler and preach to everybody else but truth be told if we can start praying for some of those people pray for the people who are in authority pray for the people who make decisions pray for the speaker of the white house who just popped up from out of nowhere we don't know him from a can of paint he the youngest person unexperienced person in the in the in the speaker seat and we don't know him from adam but guess what he does so guess what let's pray for him let's pray for trump let's pray for biden let's pray for the people in authority amen Amen. I'm going to stop right there because I ain't come to preach, prophesy, I do none of the other stuff. But I did come to let you know it is that season for us to pray. Amen. Can I get an amen on that? It is that season for us to pray, intercede on every person's behalf because they need us and we need them. You know what I'm saying? What the old song said, I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. Man, come on now. Lord have mercy. Let me stop and get to my next song because that's a blessing. Who made that song? I need to play that one next because Lord have mercy. I need you. You need me. Hezekiah Walker. Who's, who made that? Hezekiah Walker. Okay, Hezekiah, that good. You know what? Let me cut to this song. We finna go ahead and play that. And then we coming right back. Because Pastor Shaw, I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. I'm talking about we need to stand with me. Agree with me. That means pray. That means pray. We need to start praying for each other. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Come on, Saul. Let's play. Bishop. Look at somebody and tell them, I need you. I need you. You need me. We're all apart. We're all apart of God's body. Stand with me. Stand with me. Look at somebody and tell them, agree with me. Agree with me. We're all apart. We're all apart of God's body. It is this will. Oh! 
Hallelujah. Worship the Lord. Clap your hands. I know we don't play that right here. You better end the praise off right. Hug your neighbor. Tell somebody you love them. I love you, Pastor Charles. I love you, Mama Lynn. I love you, TT. I love you, Prophets. Guess whoever that was down there. I love you. I'm, I don't know how to say it. Major I, I love you, Pearl. I'm just going to call you Pearl. Amen. In Jesus' name. I love y'all. I'm going to pray for y'all. 
because I need y'all, and I hope y'all need me in Jesus' name. <laughs> with that being said, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you got out of work today. Whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff, because I just believe by faith that when you start your day off with a little God, with a little Jesus, with a little gospel, things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you're going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravations, irritations, hang ups, and headaches, and stuff like that. Because he's probably definitely going to have some of those. But when you trust God, rely on God, go with God, allow God to navigate your day, navigate your mind, navigate your spirit, all things tend to work out for your good. All things tend to work out, you know what I'm saying, for you. And you don't got nothing much to worry about because you can trust God and rely on God and, and allow God to, you know, cover you and whatnot. With that being said, though. It's time for us to go ahead and check in. The time now is 8.49, almost 8.50, and it's time for us to go ahead and check in. I kind of missed y'all. Y'all been out, like, you know what I'm saying, chilling and whatnot. I ain't seen y'all in a month of Sundays, it felt like, because y'all been gone, and I've been gone, and I've been busy. I've been in Colleen, Texas with Pastor Charles, having fun and turning up, so I won't think about this radio show. But, yeah, we had a good conversation Friday, and I was glad to, you know what I'm saying, be able to come down there Friday. I ain't come on here yesterday because I was tired. I had a long day of traveling, and I was tired. But, you know what I'm saying, it's time for us to go ahead and check in. And y'all know how we check in, you know what I'm saying, with our three daily questions. What's the weather? What's for breakfast? And how you starting your morning off? You know what I'm saying? On a scale of one to ten, I want to know how you're feeling. Because truth be told, the whole purpose of this show is that when you start your day off, we hope you started off the right way. You know what I'm saying? We hope you started off on the five. But just in case you're starting off on the one, just in case you're not feeling good or whatnot, we want to make sure that we give you a little laughter. So by if you started off on the one, you're going to end on the three, you're going to end on the five. You know what I'm saying? If you started off on the five, we hope by the end of the show, you probably feeling 10. You know what I'm saying? Just because I believe in putting positive vibes in the atmosphere, making people feel good. Amen. Amen. With that being said, let's go ahead and check in. Prophet, it's on you. Do-do-do-do. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, how y'all doing? I feel so good this morning. Um, I'm on a good five. Well, I'm on like 4.7 because my ears still feel like, I don't know if I can fully hear all the way. I don't know, like that plane coming down, like, I don't know, like my ill have like was stopped up and it still feel a little stopped up. I don't know what's going on with it. I don't know. I just, I just feel like it stopped up. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. It is what it is. But I'm thanking God because it's a good day. Um, I woke up on the right side of the bed, the right side of heaven, the right side of life. You know what I'm saying? And I'm excited about what God has done in my life. Um, it's been an amazing weekend. Um, of course, because I wasn't here, we're going to get into the weekend rewind. So I ain't going to take up that. I mean, I hold chicken. I'm actually chicken. You know what I'm saying? And pushing on over. But I had an amazing weekend. I spent the whole weekend with Pastor Charles and it was literally, literally amazing. And I'm going to talk about it more later on. But of course, the temperature here is 54 degrees with a high of 81. Yeah, we got a high of 81 today. And I'm kind of excited about that because I ain't going to cap. I wore long sleeves all weekend. I literally wore long sleeves all weekend. I couldn't wait to get back to Atlanta while I can throw on some short sleeve shirts stuff like that <laughs> listen listen when i tell you i just couldn't wait to be home i ain't gonna cap i just love being home it feels so good to be home this morning you know what i'm saying i don't know what i'm gonna eat for breakfast because y'all know i don't start eating until y'all start talking so listen when the conversation shifts i'm probably gonna go down there fix me some eggs fix me some bacon i don't know i'm gonna cook something um, but yeah, that's about it for me this morning. Um, do me a favor, pull to refresh who you guys are on the stage. If you haven't already, go ahead and share the room. Please go ahead and share the room. Ping some people in the room because you know I ain't been here for a couple of days, so I don't know if it pops up in the in the hallway or none of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So do me a favor, share the room, ping people in the room because we live, we living, and we in color. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Mama Lynn, it's on you. Do 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 do. 
Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm glad you landed back safely. I can't wait to hear about your trip with Pastor Charles. From the pictures, it looked like you had a good time eating Pastor Charles. Uh, it is 64 degrees here with a high of 72. Breakfast as usual is coffee. Uh, I am on a five because I... God woke me up this morning, and traffic was crazy, but that was okay. I'm still here. And love y'all. Can't wait to hear what, what happened to you all this weekend. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mama Lynn. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I missed you, too, because I ain't heard your voice in so long. I was like, oh, I miss Mama Lynn, TC, and all. I miss y'all. Uh, Pastor Charles, this is on you, sir. Do -do -do -do. I can't hear you. Is it just me? Can y'all hear her? No. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with your phone, Pastor Charles. You in a car or something? Is it the Android or the Apple? Leave <laughs> the Android alone. Leave the Android alone. <laughs> Is it the Android or the Apple? <laughs> okay, well, he had to leave and come back. So I'm going to throw it over to Julie. Julie J, it's on you. Did it loop? Hey, Pleasant. Good morning to everybody. Hello. Um, Hello. Nah, don't let me say I can intuit the Verizon. Uh, you back, Pastor Charles. We hear you. We heard you that time. Give me just a second. Julie checking in. Go for it, Julie. How is everybody doing? I miss you guys. Um, Prophet, I see you traveling. You're traveling. That's good. That's good, Prophet. <laughs> we just have um, Bali traveling, getting out. <laughs> yeah, it's 69 degrees here in Orlando. Um, this morning I had some name bread and some lemongrass tea, and I want to go back in my bed and go sleep. Were you at work? Yeah, today I have some extra training to do, you know, but I'm okay today. As you can see, I want to go back in my bed and go sleep. <laughs> okay, well... Yeah, I have fun, Julie. I'm finally traveling. Listen, it was an amazing time. I'm gonna talk about it a little bit later. I'm gonna let y'all check in first, so we all. So you have your passport? Huh? No, I ain't got you my passport yet. I need to get a man, passport. Profit, profit, man. You can't be in the season with no passport. Suppose um Brian Times say you want to carry you with him in this mission, and what you gonna do? Emergency? You gonna do an emergency passport? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go and get me one. You gotta get a passport. You right. Yeah. They have two kinds, you know. If you want the one would look like a like I'm driver's license, a mm. little card, or you get the regular booklet. I'm gonna get a regular booklet. I'm gonna get a booklet so I can get stamps and stamps. I'm I'm traveling places now. I'm gonna go to Jamaica next. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd I'm be a, nice. right. I was gonna I'm gonna come to Jamaica and um and um and Bahamas with you. I know, right? I know, right? That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Job. 
Hi Rachel, listening to the Dear Future or Dear Future or Dear Future Wifey podcast. Yeah. The stuff I hear in on these people's podcasts. You said what, Julie? The Dear Future. Um, I was listening to a guest that came on the Dear Future. Um, Dear Future Wifey. You probably might know the, what his name. His name is um. I heard another. I know the podcast that you're talking about. The podcast is called Dear Future Wifey. Yeah, I was listening to this woman who was doing the witchcraft. The lady with the witchcraft. No, I was listening to the. Yeah, that's what I was listening to yesterday. Um, (laughs) yeah, this guest, uh, this lady who was who was a witch. Yeah, please, you need to listen to that prophet. Just send it to me, Julie. Send me the video (laughs) so I can watch it. (laughs) (laughs) like where does this come from Julie let me throw it back over to Pastor Charles Pastor Charles it's on you (laughs) okay are you serious you can hear me yeah we hear you loud and clear now you sound loud and clear lord I don't know what happened I had to go out and come back in I don't know what it is but anyway 61 degrees here in the wonderful city of uh, in in Texas, Central Texas, um, it's a good day. Um, I'm happy, feeling pretty good. Uh, I was feeling a little after dropping y'all off and everything. I was feeling a little like scratchy throat or something like that. I was like, find that devil. So I just I went to the office and handled do what I needed to do to kind of close out some things from the conference and uh, just start my process of paying bills. Lord Jesus. Anyway, um, but everything's good. Feeling pretty good. I'm thankful. Today, I am a six. I would think a six out of 10. Uh, 10 being the highest. I think I'm at a six right now. Get myself together to get um, moving somewhat here. Um, Yes, we enjoyed having you here. And uh, I pray that, uh, yeah, we'll have the conversation, I guess, later on some of the stuff. But it's it's been amazing. And uh, I'll go on mute and we'll get ready for the conversation. Well, appreciate you, Pastor Charles. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's next? Oh, I skipped over JY. JY didn't came back in the room. All right. Pastor Pat, and I see you right there, too. Hold on. Let me mind you, too. All right. JY, I'm throwing it over to you, then I'm throwing it over to Dr. Pat. What's up, uh, everybody? Uh, <clears throat> good to hear from you. I guess you didn't, weren't able to figure out how to do it in the airport yesterday. Uh, wake up in the morning with the process. Man, when but, I tell uh, you, when I ran in there, I was trying to figure out which term I didn't know what to do. And I wanted to get some breakfast in at a time. And you know, I had bags with me. I just I was just not. And then you I was already Austin, in the common right? medicine. Yep. Yep. Ain't not but one terminal. Man, no, it ain't. It's more than one terminal. You mean gates? I mean not terminal. Yeah, gates. That's what I meant. Yeah, but say not but one terminal. You know what Unless I mean. you went to you South Terminal and they ain't nothing but mm-hmm. you walk it was in the and gates. You, you there. Yeah, it was the gates. Cause I had tried to do clear. And then the people had to make me set up my clear doing my biometrics. I did it on my app at first already to set me up, but they ain't let me know I had to do my biometrics and scan my eyes, do my fingerprints and all that other stuff. So then they had to reset me up and it was take too long. I'm, yeah, it was, it was a lot. You're clear where it's at. I'll tell you that much. Unless you're yeah. in Atlanta. Unless you're in Atlanta. Clear. Even uh, in Atlanta, it'd be dope sometimes. That's what nah, bro. I was in Atlanta one time and I felt like I was in that line on Martin when he was trying to get his license again. And they was like start from scratch, bruh. That line was long, bro. Long, long, long. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I felt like the regular other line was going faster. Uh, 
I don't like to fly out of Atlanta. I'm not a big fan of it. But anyway, uh, 67 degrees here with a high 82. No breakfast just as yet. Um, I'm about to head into the office soon because uh, it's Tuesday. Uh, I'm on a good phone right now. I woke my wife up getting on her nerves. Debra, you ain't on no one. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> she said you put the on one. <laughs> Whatever. She ain't on no one. You don't even have it. Don't be talking on my stuff. She don't even have an app no more. <laughs> she don't even get on no more. I don't even know how to make the one go to it. Debra, I know how to make the one go to it. Debra, I know enough. You still it's here? Hilarious. <laughs> anyway, praise God. Uh, we was able to meet Prophet in person. Uh, and I'm telling you this now, everything you see on 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 or here on this app <laughs> is that Negro in life. I, I was like, yep, exactly what I expected. Uh, <laughs> every bit of it. So, uh, but uh, yeah, man. Um, Look at my wife. Ruffin looks very short. What do you say? Ruffin looks very short standing to y'all. I said, Lord, look at this. I said, look at this little midget. Julie, what? No, I'm really tall. I'm really, really tall. I think Deborah. I JY just tall. And Deborah was in heels. She wanted to know how high heels were, like three inches. So there was so Deborah Pratt that day was about five eight, five seven, five nine, five seven. Uh, but no, we um, yeah, man, I'm I'm. I'm, I'm um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I'm at a four. Um, big chilling, looking forward to hearing um the conversation. Leave Bishop alone. Curious about what's this about? So uh, all right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into it. We definitely gonna get into it. All right. Um Pastor Pat, it's on you, sir. Do do Yeah, I no, I I'm here. I'm sitting here working on mute, you know, because some of us gotta gotta work for a living when we come to uh regular Amen. Um but good morning all. Hope everybody's good. I'm on a five chinchilla doing what I do. Pastor Charles, I got to call you. Um, if you'll take my call, sir, uh, I need some advice about a few things. And I know you have uh, the Bishop Fork all over you. And I'm in a um, in a season of great opportunity. Um, so in ministry. So I need somebody with your background uh, to speak to as a planter and all the things you've done. But anywho. Um, no breakfast as of yet. My business is my breakfast so far this morning. I got a couple more quotes to do and, you know, God is beginning to bless my commercial business, shameless plug, uh, in the transportation world. Some of that stuff is kind of starting to pay off, but Hey, when God stopped blessing, it ain't the devil messing. Most times we believe that hard work is not the devil. Uh, literally the only devil, uh, is when you don't want to work hard to basically make sure you do the things that you need to do to be successful. That's a that's a whole word by itself. But anywho, I'm definitely looking forward to this conversation because I'm trying to figure out which bitch we talk about. I think I know which one. I ain't gonna speculate. I'm just gonna let him say it. But anywho, great grace and peace and blessings and all that stuff. 
let's get this crack around. Yeah, I know what Bishop I'm talking about. Lee Bishop alone. Call his name. Say it. Like, say it. It's a lot of. Yeah, Bishop Carl Pilton. Pearson. That ain't even his name. You know See, I mean. you ain't even getting it right. Bishop, you know Bishop Pearson. That's his name. Lee the light skin Bishop alone. Leave him alone. He, he got a good prophet. What grandma say? Let him alone. Hold on. Let him loose now. Let him loose. Skin. He got a good process, you know. He be wearing them big collars, but you know, he look like a little pimp right now. But you know, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Man, leave that man alone, man. God, Jesus Christ. Listen, let me go ahead. Let's go ahead and cut to another song really quick. Let's go ahead and cut to another song. And then we're going to go ahead and get into the Weekend Rewind. Because, of course, y'all want to hear about, you know, me and Charles, you know, Weekend. But, of course, I definitely want to talk about, you know, uh, Bishop Carlton Pearson and all that other stuff. Because, of course, while I was down there, of course, I'm still, you know, still working all on the clock. You know what I'm saying? Paying attention to the news, paying attention to social media. And, of course, I just see y'all picking on Bishop. And I don't like that. Like, why everybody picking on Bishop? Hey, like, this man finna die. And y'all just won't let, like, y'all won't let a man die in peace. How y'all trying to kill a man and he ain't even dead yet? Like, like, what if God want to restore him? What if God want to bring him back to life? You know what I'm saying? People don't believe in miracles no more. I don't know what's going on. Y'all Christians is acting weird. But guess what? I'm going to go ahead, cut to a song break, and then we're coming right on, right on back in Jesus' name. All right? All right. Christians be acting weird. Leave the man alone. Thank you, Google, because you acting like you dumb. Play the song. Then here come my blessings. Uh, ain't no need for stressing in my life. My enemies see my foam weapons. Yeah. But I know I'm protected by the blood, protected by the love of God. Grace and mercy, all His favor, take me higher, just like that graver. And every time I turn around, you keep blessing me, blessing me, yeah, yeah. Look at God, look at God, He's making a way. Look at God, look at God. Every day, yeah. Look at God, can't take no credit. He's the one who did it. Look at God, oh, look at God. I am always reminded. Look at God, you are always behind it. Look at God, can't take no credit. He's the one who did it. Look at God, look at God, look at God. I'm like a fuse. I know what he's done. Check the reviews. Count every battle he's won. He don't gotta double back. Got it right the first time. He blows my mind. He's done it again, yeah. Grace and mercy. All his favors. Take me higher. Oh, oh, oh. Every time I turn around, you keep blessing me. Yeah, I am always reminded. 
But that's my song. That's my dream. Look at God. He's always making way. And I'm so grateful. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you called off work today. We still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff, because I just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little calm music, with the right mindset, with a little proud, things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you're going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravation, irritations, and frustration, but when you allow God to cover your mind, send your mind, and walk before you, guess what? Things tend to work out for you good. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. With that being said, it is time for what we call the Weekend Rewind. Because I ain't been here for, you know what I'm saying, a, a whole extra day. I decided to take it off because I felt like it was like just holiday spirit. I was tired because I had to take a day off yesterday. I just didn't, I feel it. I, I, was, I was tired from the weekend. Then came Monday, had to travel. I was like, nah, I'll see y'all Tuesday in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. But I'm so glad to be here because it was an amazing weekend. I'm spending time with Pastor Charles. Of course, y'all know I left Thursday, got down there because the conference started Thursday. Got down there and was just technically in go mode. You know what I'm saying? It was fun to be able to hang out with him. Pastor Charles took me to his barber shop. You know what I'm saying? Where he got his haircut. And that's how I know I was I was cool there. I was like, oh, we get to go to the barber shop together? Felt like a real freak. So I felt like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, look, it can give me guest preaching experience. Going to the barber shop. Look, if I wouldn't have cut my own hair before I came, I would have got me an edge up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a fun experience. We went to some amazing places to eat. Um, of course, when I got there, he took me to lunch at this little Mexican spot that was real good, fed me real well. Then, like I said, we went to his barber shop, and then of course we went to church. Had church. Church uh, Thursday night was amazing. I'm talking about a kingdom life is amazing. Period. But church Thursday was amazing. They had a lady named Lillian Thomas there. Lillian Thomas was dope. I'm talking about a little amazing lady. I'm sorry. The camera had, I was jumping around, the camera had turned, you know what I'm saying, around. But yeah, she was amazing. She was prosthetic, laying hands, being deep. I'm talking about she was just powerful. Her daughter, um, young lady, I felt like I was screaming, like Mama Lynn said. I felt like I'm screaming, turn the music down. But no, uh, her daughter was completely amazing as well. She gave a little word. 
um, I want to say a little word. She gave a powerful, strong, big word. You know what I'm saying? She did a spoken word type of thing where she ministered and she sung at the same time. And it was just amazing. It was just amazing hearing her. And y'all know me as a young person. I'm always inspired when I see other God using other young people. So she really touched me, blessed me. I started tearing up and crying a little bit. So, oh, Lord, I'm supposed to be here working and started crying and whatnot. I just, you know, I was just in the spirit. But it was literally a blessing, though. Um, another thing that I'm going to tell y'all about, um, about Kingdom Life, they are the nicest people in the world. I'm talking about the nice, Mama Lynn, the nicest people in the world. I said, oh, they, they hospitality is just, just second to none. I ain't even going to count. They second to none. I ain't meet not one mean person in there. And then at the same time, he got older people and younger people in there. The old people was nice. It was, He got mothers of the church in there. All the mothers was nice. And they, it was coming up, oh, I like your hair. It was just so nice. <laughs> and they be moving, too. They was dancing and getting up. I'm talking about, y'all think Pastor Charles be dancing and praising. He got old folks in there that be getting up. I'm talking about 70, 80 years old in there. Uh, 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 uh. And I don't know if y'all, man, listen, they, they, they be praising up in there. What y'all see on live and what I be seeing on live ain't nothing compared to what I witnessed in person at Pastor Charles Church for real, for real. They be turning up for real, for real. They, they, be, they be getting their back up off the wall. <laughs> But no, it was completely, completely amazing. I think one of the greatest things, you know what I'm saying, just about being there is just, you know, actually feeling the sincere love um, of Pastor Charles and his family. You can tell his boys love him. You can tell his wife love him and he loved his family. You know what I'm saying? Even as I, you know, they go through the little Bishop Brick thing and that's something that, you know, a lot of people have to come in and examine it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't little nobody. I'm a little baby prophet from Atlanta. But at the same time, being able to come in and actually see this man's life, you know what I'm saying? That's one thing that he even says, you know, on his radio show. Sometimes you have to go home with the person to see who they really is. Follow them to their house, you know what I'm saying? And go on to Pastor Charles' house, which is the biggest ham and cheese. I almost cussed. It's big as heck. It's big as heck. You know, they say everything bigger in Texas. Everything bigger in Texas. I'm talking about my my whole three bedroom house can fit in Pastor. It can fit inside Pastor Charles' house. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it can fit my three. Yeah, it can it can fit inside Pastor Charles' house. <laughs> and it was amazing. But yeah, what back what I was saying? If you follow a person home, you know what I'm saying. You could really understand who they are, their nature, their character, and all the other stuff. And it was just amazing being able to follow him home, go to his house, spend time with him and his family and his wife and even they friends, you know what I'm saying? Because some people came in town, you know what I'm saying, who was standing at his house, some great guests. I think um, Pastor Charles said it was the, the godmother of C3, the best friend of Lady Reed and their cousins and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was amazing even meeting them because you can tell, you know, the history there. Even as we had dinner on Sunday and they were talking about, you know, memories from Virginia and all the other stuff, if you can tell that they've always been like that. They've always been saved. They've always been in church. You know what I'm saying? And it was just amazing, you know what I'm saying, understanding that side of another person. You know what I'm saying? Like what like what JY said about me, it's the same thing about Pastor Charles. What you hear and see on Clubhouse and on the podcast is what you're going to get. So if you're ever in Texas, Colleen, Texas, anywhere near, make sure you stop by Kingdom Life. Now, I ain't going to cap. Hold on. Let me pause. I wish I had a DJ scratch and I can be like, to scratch it, but I'm just going to interrupt the music and pause it. I'm going to tell you this, man. I'm going to be honest. Ain't nothing to do with there. Ain't nothing to do there. Ain't nothing to do there. Ain't nothing to do there. I'm going to let you know now. Pastor Charles, only thing you could do in Colleen, Texas is go to church. They got foster. I was counting them. Pastor Charles, we was counting. There was literally a street where it was three, four churches right next to each other. 
the, the it was I don't know if it was a Baptist church, probably or the, the, a culture cut church. They had the little Japanese church, Korean church. I thought I seen a Jamaican church. I ain't know, but I'm telling you, ain't nothing to do there but go to church or play bingo because they did have a couple of bingo places there. You know what I'm saying? The bingo place looked like they was turned. You know what I'm saying? I probably was thinking about going to play bingo, but I ain't want to go. I ain't, uh-uh. I had to have a crew with me if I was going to go play bingo because, you know, I get down. I'm a little woo-woo. But, nah, it was amazing. Um, You can go shopping there because I did go across the street to the mall. They had some nice stuff over there, but I ain't even going to cap. I was being El Chipo. <laughs> Colleen got some of the coldest hair stores in the country, though. I'll leave it. I'll tell you that, man. They got the hair, hair stores. Them hair stores be like almost like the club. I think uh, I don't need no hair store. Hey, I'm telling you, they, they, <laughs> they be partying them bad boys in Walmart's. The Walmart's. Oh, we. <laughs> they be jamming, man. They be like, even they're like, man, let me go ahead and get these drawers and chicken. And then they're jamming. Don't walk away. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I ain't gonna care. I ain't going to the Walmart. I ain't going to really none of the stores but the mall. But I mean, hey, I, I ain't I ain't even buying them at the mall because I was like, hold on, these stack pants one hundred and twenty five dollars. Oh, I can get these in Atlanta for fifty. Uh uh, I'm good, yo. I'm good, yo. But it was nice just walking around Colleen Mall having fun. You know what I'm saying? I can't really say there's nothing to do there because they do got you know what I'm saying little small town stuff. It remind me of being kind of in Alabama, not necessarily Birmingham. But, um, yeah, it reminded me, you know what I'm saying, of certain areas of, of Alabama. It was a little country. It was a little country. But I did have fun. You can't eat there. Pastor Charles took me to the place that Prophet Jerry had recommended called Black Bear. And Black Bear was good. Man, I tell you, I had the best omelet in the world. Now, anybody who know me know I'm always cooking stuff, always cooking breakfast, especially. That's probably what I'm going to cook when I go downstairs anyway. But me, I always like the bell peppers and onions and stuff. Man, when I tell you, they cook them things right. Put my little, I don't know if that was Parmesan cheese or what, but they put the Parmesan cheese on there and all that. So shout out to Black Bear. I'm going to go ahead and, yeah, let, let, hey, yeah, if you and Colleen go to Black Bear and go to um Hook and Real. That's where we went. We went to Mama Lynn. Lord, we went to Hook and Real. And Pastor Charles was trying to eat some crab legs. Lord, have mercy. It was the funniest thing in the world. Lord, yeah, anybody know me know I like eating seafood, too. Like, I love eating seafood. I love eating crab legs off the, you know what I'm saying, shrimp. It was the funniest thing in the world. We was out eating seafood, and Pastor Charles was trying to crack them things open with that little beer bone with them gloves. So I wasn't going to take a picture of them like that, but when I tell you, it was the funniest thing in the world. But, yeah, it was a blessing just being down there. Like I tell you, I really was able to glean from him, um, learn the wisdom that he does, you know what I'm saying, or learn the wisdom that he has from being a pastor, um, even leading the conference. Like, Pastor Charles didn't stand there too much, you know what I'm saying? He let his wife take the ropes on that and even having a conversation with her about how God gave her the wisdom to put that together and, you know, even the speakers and whatnot. It was just amazing. I don't care. It was really completely amazing. But yeah, that was all about my weekend. Look, I'm a little tired Well, because my ears still a little popped from this thing. I need y'all to help me because I'm trying to think if I need to soak my head in some water, if I need to go get some nasal spray or something because the only thing that's really bothering me is this ear now. So, yeah, that's about it. But uh, pull the refresher. We're going to kind of go in that order with your weekend rewind. We're going to, you know what I'm saying, Mama Lynn, I definitely want to hear about you, but since JY and Pastor Charles next anyway, you know what I'm saying, we're just going to continue to go with the flow. Amen? Amen. So, Mama Lynn, it's on you. do If not, then it's on JY. I'm sorry. Oh, there I you go. To, uh, get myself together. I'm <laughs> glad to hear about your weekend. Um, this weekend, it, it was it was a good weekend. 
uh, me and my daughter went and did a little scouting around and a little shopping to get ourselves ready for our trip. And um, we just did a little shopping and we didn't go crazy. We stuck to what we needed to do and not go hog wild counting pennies. Um, got a blessing about our hotel room instead of spending a whole heap of money someone was able to get our room a lot more cheaper so i'm thankful for that and uh, that's about it relax and enjoy the our time together and monday came faster than what i thought boy that little 48 hours go so fast it's unreal. That time, <laughs> Mama Lynn, you ain't enjoy that hour back. <laughs> uh, I what? I still went. To, I, I still went to bed at the same time. So, I, <laughs> so you ain't feel it when the time jump back? <laughs> not really. No, it's, it's been going on all my life since I was little. So, hey. <laughs> It's either here or there. Uh, only, th only thing different is um, last night I was ready for bed by 10 o'clock because 10 o'clock, time to go to bed. Got to get up so early. That's the only difference. Um, it The only thing I don't like about the time change is here, it's dark by 515. I don't like that. Yeah. That's the only thing I don't like. Uh, but other than that, then I mean 5.15 p.m. I get off work at 5 o'clock. So, you know, it's pitch black after 5.30. So, hey, that's the only thing I don't like is to, to get dark early. But I just deal with it. It is what it is. Long as God get me to and fro safely, I'm all right. That's about it. That, that was our weekend. Watching football games, yelled at the TV. Her in one room and I'm at another. We running to each other. Talking about, well, watch this play. Did you see that play? So, yeah, but that's about it. But we had Mama Lynn, quick question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you go to the hotel, What's the first thing you're going to do? Read the Bible? Shut up. <laughs> I watched your video. I got out because I was like, that boy crazy. I'm just saying. Who, look, who the look. first thing? Like, we... I'm just trying to figure out. Why they got look. these Bibles in these hotels, Mama Lynn? Hey, somebody will read the Bible. Somebody. I don't know who. Somebody. Uh, They're going to read it after they find it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to leave that alone, too. I asked the same when I, question. When I used to go up in there, I made sure that bug stayed in the, in the, in the drawer. I ain't right. <laughs> See, ain't nobody <laughs> pulling that Bible out. And it was interesting, like, like in my video, mm -hmm. I said they got the Mormon Bible and they got the the, the regular Bible. How they going to have it? And I ain't even... I ain't, well, I if, you go, if you go, 
I worked in a Catholic hospital. We had to tell them, you know, uh, you all need to get other types of back, uh, Bibles. Because everybody ain't going to read that Catholic Bible. Yeah. That's a whole different word than the King James Version of the Bible. So, hey, uh, no, I don't go in there. I don't even go in there looking for a Bible. I don't even think about the Bible when I go in there. Right, so, I was going to say, nobody's trying to read the Bible on vacation. When, the last trip, when I got into the hotel room, all I went to do was lay down to take a nap at that 13-hour drive. So, who, I don't want to say who cares, but who cares? I've been going there looking for no Bible. Why were you going in there looking for a Bible? Well, I was up and couldn't sleep, and I ain't like, I ain't got nothing to do. And I got tired of walking in and out the hotel and walking around. So I was like, well, let me just go ahead. And then it was cold, too. So I was like, let me just sit in my hotel and see what's in here. I started playing with the honor board, with the little stuff that was in there. And I ended up, you know, looking in the, uh, the, the you know, looking in the, um, what is it, the little nightstand. And I seen that there was a Bible in there. And I started reading the Bible and playing with the Bible. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't know. Some people said uh, people used to hide money in the Bibles of the hotel. So. I was like, well, let me look in there and see some money in there or something. <laughs> look, I just thought of some money in there or something. It was cool, though. <laughs> J.Y., I'll throw it over to you. <laughs> Pastor Charles, there could have been some money in there. Shoot. Listen, for one, Negroes don't even use the drawers and the closets in the daggone hotel. We live I out do. of our suitcase. I do. You... <laughs> Ain't no way. I pack two suits. So the first thing I do when I get to a hotel, I have to hang my suits up so they don't get too wrinkled. Well, I'll hang up my suit in the, if I have a garment bag, I'll hang my garment bag up. If I'm taking suits, man, I'm taking a garment bag. But other than that, I'm living out my um, um, suitcase. I don't trust them drawers. They're looking in drawers, who do that? Anyway, uh, I'm only here for the, I'm just passing through. Um, but, uh, yeah, this weekend, what did we do? I didn't do much for real. We didn't, we just chilled. I think I watched, I was, I was Ubering. Uh, I enjoy Ubering. I'm gonna let y'all know right now. Like I have, I, I enjoy it. Some people get on my nerves that get in my car. Um, cause I feel like I'd be under interview. Cause they just be asking mass questions. Like just go to your destination, bro. Like how many, like one kid was like, one guy was like, you got kids? Like, yeah. Age. Boy, girl, where are you from? Like, dude, just just go around the corner and get drunk and like. You got a big tip from one of you. No, we. <laughs> I do. No, no. Oh, well, that was different though. That was I had an opportunity to minister in some of them, and uh, I ministered to these people, and I didn't even know that this lady was like part of the House of Representatives of Texas. Oh wow. And uh, yeah, and I was talking to them about you know being in ministry and stuff, and um, they were white too, and um, believe it or not, like a lot of them have similar you know, I'll say politics pertaining to church or issues pertaining to church, the leadership and things in that nature. And so I was talking to him and it was good. And dude sent me a Venmo, not a tip, a Venmo. He asked for my Venmo because they follow me on, on Instagram. I told him I did comedy and stuff. And uh, he Venmo me $200. Uh, oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. I Look didn't realize who they was so I followed them back because I, I took, you know, I don't know. And I, I said, oh man, she on the House of Representatives. Oh, they, and they, hard, they hardcore Republican, but you know, uh, it was it was a great conversation in general. So yeah, but um, 
No, I think we Ubered and we went to church for a short time. We had to dip because we had to head to Colleen and meet with your boy, uh, the prophet. And um, got a chance to see Pastor Charles again. He he looked like he, he looked like he been churching all week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he been churching all week. Like Lord, I, I'm tired, boss. Him tired, boss. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, but yeah, man, it was just great to see the voices that you hear on a regular basis uh, in person. Um, and like I said, Prophet is every bit of who he is on this app. Like. I, I'm like, Lord, funny. just super funny. Uh, even when he walked up the house, like, like he, he don't even know how to walk straight in the line. Like his whole, <laughs> like his body <laughs> moves like, 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 uh, uh, you ever seen them animatronic characters that be on, uh, remember Gumby back in the day? <laughs> Come on, Pokey. But he was, <laughs> Like, bro, he's just all over the place. Like, ugh, 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 ugh. Like, <laughs> it gave me the biggest hug in the world, man. But nah, that is my guy, man. I was super, super, super excited to see see my bro. Um, and my wife was able to go out and, um, you know, he see how we Dr. are. Deborah, pretty, pretty, pretty. Yeah, I, I don't, the Lord loved me. Yeah, threw her face on. Uh huh. Got to. She said, hey, she was like, I ain't gonna have these jokers talking about me on uh, Clubhouse. Rabbit <laughs> <laughs> never show up and show out. I said, oh my God. Bruh, bruh. In the words of uh, the uh, the evangelist Scar, be prepared. <laughs> but yeah, she definitely was uh, uh, on her for real. So yeah, we had a good time. Took your boy to Cheddar's. Uh, he said he ain't never been to Cheddar's so before. Good. Man, them little biscuit things, Jesus Christ. The croissants? Yes. Oh, Lord. They, 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 so everything. Good. I'm proud of myself because I normally get about another couple batches, but I don't know. I, I, I ain't been, I don't be eating a whole lot lately because we'll get a bunch of them. Uh, we, and I still even eat my leftovers. My leftovers still in the refrigerator. The uh, ribs, yeah, the ribs that my wife was picking off of. I was saying, "Don't touch my stuff." And she's like, "You don't even eat it all." She prophesied it over me, y'all. See what I'm saying? She prophesied it and said, "I wasn't gonna eat it," and I haven't touched it. See what I'm saying, man? Y'all be wanting to be married to prophets, man. They'll sh- I'm telling you, you better be quiet, be careful what you ask for. But um, uh, Prophet Jerry up in here. So yeah, Prophet Jerry hung out with us when he came in Texas. So um, but yeah, man, I, I was just glad to see you. He can hear you. Uh, uh, Prophet Jerry, my wife just said hi, and um, mega love, love you, mega love. <laughs> All right, y'all, I gotta get ready to get up out of here, get the toe sticks. All right. Oh, I couldn't make that. Well, I guess everybody's meeting everybody. Did Ebony, did you tell me we met and had lunch together and everything? Yes, ma'am. I told him the last week I was here. Oh, okay. See, so, and I'm happy the prophet, prophet, uh, uh, bishop. Um, did you, did you oil them down like we said? Did you, did you pour them oil? Did you, did you baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost with the oil? Running, running, <laughs> that he has a run in his fire now. He got a, he got a running fire now. Put him down in Jesus' name. That he don't need, he don't need the baptism. He need the Jesus' name. <laughs> 
<laughs> Pastor Charles, I'm throwing it over to you. Go ahead and do your recap. <laughs> Lord, recap. Lord Jesus. Well, <sighs> well, say first of all, I, yeah, I'm tired, but it's like it's not so so bad. Um, I uh, just I think I just didn't calculate uh all the people and stuff like that. And to be staying at our house. So we were going to have an ex another room. We have a another room that we had set up. But that room was not sufficient that we wanted to be able to have anybody in there. So we made him go to the hotel. Uh, uh, and it was a nice hotel, too. So we put him there and even stayed. So we took care of that. That, you know, so the night, the last night. He was able to stay here at the house. It was perfect because I had to take everybody to the airport uh, yesterday morning. And so that was uh, pretty neat. But anyway, the conference was great. Um, I think it, it was just really good for us to be able to uh, to have it. But this year, I think the the amount of, of uh, social media coverage and things like that was over the top for me. And um, I really feel like that we really got a good grasp on what we need, um, you know. In, and don't 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 uh, don't go to sleep on Prophet Amarius. If you're doing any kind of work with him or whatever, in that respect, he's not. Um, he's don't don't go to sleep on him because he he's all about his stuff, you know. And uh, he was able to work with the other personal people that were taking pictures and stuff. And by the time before we could get out of church, good, we had stuff posted, and I mean it was amazing. It was just really great to see it actually in action and. He gave me gave me some action steps on what we need to do to kind of keep things on a decent momentum on a regular show. Uh, he he plays a lot here, but he let me tell you he's about his business. You know he knows what he's talking about in terms of some of the things that he has to deal with in his area of influence. He's ex he's excellent. I really appreciate meeting him. Um, um, and he was actually um, you know very very. I mean my my wife was 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 a. Uh, very complimentary that he he was very um uh, uh just nice you know in terms of especially you know respectful and that kind of thing and you didn't see him um you know he wasn't just he wasn't doing nothing he in fact he was he was the just as busy as he is now if you ever see him <laughs> on facebook just running and doing and doing stuff that that's him he's all over the place you don't know where you gonna find him but you can you could you can't even shout in peace. You can't dance in peace. And he done recorded it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right? Pastor Charles thought he was gonna sneak a dance in. <laughs> yep, they got me all. I was like, wait a minute, how you do that? I didn't see you around the corner. If I had seen you, I would have. I would just kind of stay still and tap my foot, you know. But no, he going on. But anyway, um, but it was it was fun to have him, and uh, I hope. Um, we're gonna have we're gonna have him down again, and maybe we even have him down to teach some classes or something. Cause some of these folks think they know, but they don't know nothing about social media and how to get some things done down there. So uh, I'm glad that we have the uh, have the access. Um, like I said the conference was great. My wife did um, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful job. Um, just you know, she was the, uh, the host. I was just the back back background guy to help her get stuff done. But let me tell you, she really hosted wonderfully and really did a good job. Uh, this is this is our fourth one. This is our fourth one. The church is eight years old. And this is our fourth one that we did. Uh, we were supposed to do two more, but it was during the pandemic, so we didn't actually do them uh, live or anything like that. 
but it was really great. We had a good time. Um, and uh, we're resting. That's why we're not having Tuesday night teaching tonight because I am just soft. Yesterday I was feeling a little under the weather, but um, I think I'm going to be all right today and uh, get some things going here. But uh, other than that, it's just great to see everybody. Of course, seeing JY and his lovely wife, Sister Deborah, Deborah uh, it was great to see them because yeah, they wanted to take the uh, profit out and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, please take it. Go. Um, so I can breathe. Jeez, let me stop messing. They took him out, and uh, I'm glad he enjoyed himself and enjoyed those croissants over there at uh, at Cheddar's. We, um, we, we, it's kind of a funny thing sometimes when you actually meet somebody and you actually see them in action and you see what exactly they're doing um, and how they're really there to help you to do what they do in ministry, help you to do what you do. And uh, I'm just really thankful uh, that he came. I'm glad he, he, he pushed the ticket to come. And he stayed even through a Sunday service, which was great. And so that really gave me to know that he was really temp he was really interested in what we do and in, in terms of making us look good uh, and do it, do it the right way. Um, you know, the funny thing about looking good is that um, you could only show off what you got, but sometimes somebody can come and show the best of what you got and it makes it look like it's gold. Sometimes you don't even realize what you have until you let someone else from the outside see it and and put their hands on it and like tell you hey this is really good you're you're just as good as anybody else you know stuff like that but anyway um i'm thankful and uh it's great to meet you man of course and hope you hope you really did have a good time i had enough time to be able to really uh just enjoy uh the moment so anyway uh i'm gonna go on mute and my weekend was great and got more to come lord jesus well, listen, I'm going to tell you, like I said, sorry, I'm over here, mm-hmm. salsa, unshipped. But no, real talk, it was literally amazing, Pastor Charles. I did have fun, enjoyed myself. It was truly, truly amazing. I would love to come back. You know, I got everybody number now, so I'm already be texting them, you know what I'm saying? And I got to go up to Mount Carmel and start to work anyway, so, you know, I'm going to be hitting you up after this so we can continue to work. But I'm so thankful that you're able to see um, that God in me that you're able to see my work, my skills, and you know what I'm saying? You're able to take me serious and all that other stuff. Like, I'm glad that we were able to build that connection. Um, what's going Ebony, I'm throwing it over to you. Do-do-do. Because it's awesome. Hey, good morning, y'all. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, missed you guys yesterday, but I was there to the world. Uh, this was exactly Yeah, we went here yesterday. Well, packed up. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we all was talking. Yeah. <laughs> Packed up my, my family and took them with me to Orlando. I had to speak at a conference. And y'all, we took Rain on the plane last year by herself. That was great. But take packing up two kids and traveling with two kids is an Olympic sport all by itself. Olympic sport. Um, car seat, stroller, in and out of Ubers. With a bunch of stuff, it just—it was so much. I see your um, Instagram. It looked like um, Roman did good on the plane, though, right? He did. He, you know, I bought these old expensive behind uh, earphones. Worried about his ears. Boy was sleep before the plane took off. He did that each time. Passed out before the plane took off. I'm like, hey, that's something. Now the only time he did whine a bit is when we were coming down on descent. Um, on the way home, he was up on on the descent. And my ears were popping, so I was pretty sure of his words, and he did whine a bit. Um, but that wasn't even bad. 
there was a bunch of other kids that were on the phone screaming, acting a fool. And all we heard from the flight crew to people sitting around is, your kids are so well behaved. Your kids did so good. And I'm like, thanks. Um, we're back here sweating bullets, hoping they didn't act a fool, but appreciate you. Uh, Rain was in her, her tablet, so she was chilling. And like I said, you know, baby boy slept for a good part when he was up. You know, he wanted to talk, and he, you know, you know, they, when they find their voice, they scream, talk a little bit. Um, so he was doing that, but we were trying to keep him, you know, pretty chill about. He looking at me like, "Mommy, I didn't do that." Um, but yeah, he's a he's a really chill baby, so definitely enjoyed his company. The flight attendants fell in love with him. Uh, Rain got to go into the cockpit and steer the plane while it was sitting. You couldn't tell her she wasn't flying that plane. Uh, I have videos and stuff I got to put up today. Um, the flight attendants fell in love with Roman. We, so on one of our planes, it was like a plane change. So we moved our seat to the very front and, um, the flight attendant was like, can I help? And I was like, okay, well, sure. So she took Roman while we moved all the stuff up. Sorry about that. Uh, went and rinsed his bottle out and she was like super helpful. No, don't use that water. Use this. You know, she gave me the expensive water you got to pay for um that she held him and she didn't want to let him go so roman helped her <laughs> get all the people on the plane um i got some video of that too she was just in love with him he threw up on her she didn't care she was just so in love with roman um her name is iris and i said i was going to do a public post and like po like tag southwest um just to shout her out i, I didn't get her last i was time. just going to ask you who you flew with you flew southwest yeah i flew southwest um, um going there and coming back three days yep you get the okay. two free bags, baby. And I yep, need that so kids. So, <laughs> yeah. And they let me do priority. They're switched to priorities. It's fairly cheap compared to other airlines. So Southwest ain't never did wrong by me. They good with me. Um, so and with the flight credit that this organization that I spoke for gave me, I flew my whole family. Whereas if I flew United, it would have only paid for me and my husband. So that worked out. Um, and I really wanted my family to be there, and I'm so grateful. They weren't there. Uh, they couldn't be in the conference while I was speaking, but they were there for every other step of the way. They literally waited outside <laughs> of the conference room, of the like, conference area, waiting for me to get done speaking. Um, and they were there just cheering me on and supporting me, and it just felt so good. Um, when I spoke in Arlington, it was me and my baby boy, but even having him there was, was dope. I was there with um, one person who I kind of knew, um, which is who referred me, and she was holding on to Roman. But it hit different when your whole family's there, you know. So that was amazing. So within two weeks, I've had two speaking opportunities, um, made tons of connections. I got a whole nother pocket full of business cards um, that I got to go through and sort and tag and all that stuff so I can make sure I got them in order of who they are and what I need them for and all that. But all in all, great weekend. I'm actually sitting here waiting. Roman has occupational therapy at 10 o'clock, so the therapist will be here at the house on the second. Um, so if I do get quiet, that's why, um, but I'm here, I'm listening. I'm so glad you had a great time. Um, and Colleen, I can't wait to get over there, um, for the consecration. Can't wait to get to Texas period. Um, cause I've just been dying to get over there and hopefully I'm sure most of our fan will be there. So that's probably going to be the waking up with the prophet reunion for real, for real. Um, is when we all get to that consecration. That's going to be awesome. Um, as mentioned, I did get to meet. Dr. Trina, um, last week while I was at my um, engagement in Arlington, me, her, and baby uh, Roman 
went out to the mall, ate a little dinner. So that was really dope to meet her in person. And um, yeah, it's just great to meet the voices that you hear. Um, and it's great when people match what you hear. Like I've met some people off of this app and they are completely different from what they say. Um, nothing like what they say. And it just, it's really discouraging. Like, oh, you capped a lot. I don't even want to hear nothing you got to say no more because you really ain't that person. Um, but, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, too. Jay Charity met me in Orlando. She lives in Orlando. So she met me. She got to meet Roman for the first time. She met Rain last year. She and she met Rain and Roman last year when we came um, to Disney. But she got to meet Roman and hold him. So I got pictures with that. Um, she just fell in love with him, too. So, oh, no, good time um, meeting, you know, new connections and also meeting my my clubhouse family. Wait, you was in Orlando and ain't said nothing to me? Wait, hold on. Where Somebody's playing a game. Somebody's Where playing a game. I, I I'm I in, I, I am in, we are in Newberry. We are one hour and a half from Orlando. I will be there Friday. Somebody is playing I a no game. Idea. Somebody. I thought you were like in Miami. I thought you were like I'm always, in Miami. I'm always preaching in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, but I live in Newberry. I'm an hour and a half from Orlando. Oh, Prophet Jerry. I didn't know Somebody. that. Prophet Jerry, you officially moved here. there? I didn't know he I, officially I've moved there. I've been in Florida since July. I knew you was going back and forth, but I didn't know you officially made it official, official. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah See, yeah, I didn't know it was official. So Listen, cause I'm I'm I'll be down in Fort Lauderdale, cause you know I go back and forth for Fort Lauderdale due to due to my my brother's uh, death and stuff. But uh, and now I'm dealing with the city of Fort Lauderdale and 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 stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that you was down there. When I come down there again, I definitely got to look you up, cause I'm in Fort Lauderdale and uh, dealing with them and and and, and our uh, case and stuff. So yeah, I, when I when I'm in that area, I definitely uh. Well, uh, let you know because I I plan to be down there, uh, if not January, uh, uh sometime and and the winter months. I'm gonna go go south for the winter a little bit. But yeah, um, I definitely will look you up and let you know that I'm I'm in town. Listen, Ebony, next time you in Orlando, oh, yeah. go April. to April, sir. I'll be okay. there April. So April when? I'll be there April seventh through the twelfth. Um, oh, taking my oh, daughter you're... and my son to their birthday. His summit going to be down around there. My <laughs> prophetic summit is going to be April 11, yep. 12, and 13. Yep. Okay, well, the, when, you're in it, when you're in Orlando, go to that outlet mall over there. And across the street from that outlet mall, it's a nice sports, sports bar. And they have the best hamburgers I've ever tasted in my life. Life. Which I, I did go to one uh, outlet that's right by my um, right by my. It's the house. only it's the only one right off the off the freeway, ain't it, Apostle Jerry? The biggest it, one yes. there. Yes, it's the biggest there. one there. You can't miss it. You you right. can't miss it. Fried um, and a bunch of stuff. But yeah, that was one right by my hotel. Um, Let me tell yeah, you. yeah, that 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 they one is the me. the biggest one. It's the biggest one in Orlando. You can't miss I it. I mean, literally, that, it that takes up. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, they, they got the Nike and had a field day. I God, I spent about two hundred dollars in children's place for my kids. It was ridiculous. Ain't by myself, nothing. Um, I went in Nike, got my boy fresh, and got my kids fresh. So that that outlet was amazing. Went to Polo, got a couple things. So yeah, that that outlet got me into 
into trouble. When I tell you, they have the MCM outlet over there. They got the Gucci outlet over there. I'm going Friday. Y'all pray my strength in the Lord. Cause... Yes, Lord. <laughs> Lord bless him. Lord touch him. Lord and give down, him that and, Lord. And 10 minutes from there is the Millennium Mall. Oh, God, I thank you, Jesus. It, it, listen, if anybody told you that they that, that Prophet Jerry is, is on any other thing but shopping, they lying. I believe that. No, let me tell you what I did try, Pastor Jerry, that blessed my life, and I will be back. We tried house hash a go-go. Let oh. me tell you that house hash a go-go. I tried Ooh. it in Las Vegas. And when I tell you my shit, tell I tell you my shit, tell I tell you. It's a problem. The pancake was as big as my baby, okay? Them pancakes are the literal size of like of a, a plate. Yeah, it's, like, it's big. Like a crock pot. They are huge. Um, my husband got chicken and waffles, and that thing was about two feet up off the plate. Um, oh, yeah, they piling waffles up on that chicken. They, oh, yes. That was amazing. My daughter loved everything she ate, which is rare. Um, everything was so good at House Hash Go. I that I have to go there. You I got you got to take a box. You cannot eat. I I, I know okay. I can't eat it all because you no, you see how small I am. I I could yeah. I can't eat it all. I I like Lord. Just I told the waitress, just be prepared to give me a box. Just be prepared to just bring me a box. I can't eat all yeah. of this, but it's so so good. It's so it good. was. I mean, everything. I everything. I, I mean, we brought just a bunch of stuff for the the table, and they were like, our friends were like, "Wait till you see, wait till you see." My my husband's best friend and his family met us there, um, in Orlando. Um, so they're the ones who took us. Like, you got to try this place. We pulled up. It was empty. Walked in. It was empty, and I was like, "This don't look like a good time." They was like, "Trust me, we just beat the club rush. The club people ain't in here yet. Trust me, this is a good time to be here." And I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna trust y'all. I'm gonna trust y'all." And lo and behold. That food was incredible. So if you are anywhere near a, a hash house or go-go, you need to try it. Um, that food was stellar, stellar. Um, so that was definitely another thing that I, I really enjoyed um, about Orlando. So yeah, just great, great time, great weekend. Um, thankful that it was full of purpose. My family got to be there. And uh, yeah, so that's it for me. That's it for my check-in. Scale of one to five, I'm a four. I'm just out of five because I'm tired. But other than that, that about it, Doctor Trina. When you when you go back to uh, Fort Lauderdale, <clears throat> go to Miami Gardens. It's about twenty minutes from there. There is a restaurant called The Lickin. The Lickin. Let me write that down. The Lickin. Listen, the Lickin. The Lickin. When I tell you some of the best soul food in Miami Gardens, it's ridiculous. Oh God! Oh, it's with- soul food. Oh God! Oh, the, oh Lord! I had, I had the fried turkey wing. Mmm, that sounds good. And then they have they got something that's called uh uh the uh, uh mystery lemonade. They don't tell you what's in it, but my God, today it's non-alcoholic. Before y'all start thinking, mm. praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but yeah, a uh, uh, last thing, uh. Doctrina, how far are you from uh, Roxborough, North Carolina? Not that far. Well, I'll be there. I'll be there on December the third, preaching in Roxborough, North Carolina. For, I'll um, be in uh, Charlotte, 
Uh, I'll be in Charlotte that weekend. Anyhow, I think the first weekend. Of, so yeah, I'll, I'll let you, yeah, I'll let me, you got my number, uh, or either I'll send you my number IG. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, let's, let's hook up because I will be in that area, um, that weekend. So the first weekend in December, I will be down in the Charlotte area. So well, definitely if, anybody, if anybody else is near, I'll be uh, in Roxboro, North Carolina, December 3rd. Uh, God opened that door for me. So it's, it's a great church. A pastor there. I think his church sits, sits on like 80 acres of land out there. It's, 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 a, it's a great church. Yeah, it's, it's country. Yeah. It's country area. I, yeah. I, know, okay. I, I know they're good people because they got us staying, Prophet, they got us staying at the Weston Hotel. Eva. Oh, they got money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weston. So I said, oh, Lord, I'm about to see what kind of flight they got us on because, you know, my wife is coming and uh, I want to upgrade us to first class. I, I something about first class, Ebony. I just like, I just like riding first class. Oh, yeah. Oh. I like Pastor Jerry, when you go to Weston, take that soap. They got a white tea soap. Oh, that, that's soap, soap and that's fit. That's the, 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 the soap. Listen. <laughs> yeah, the soap is good. The, go, and then they got the the spray, the night spray for your sheet. Your, your, you spray. You ask them there. at the counter if they still got it. They have the the spray that you spray your linen before you go to sleep. Baby, you sleep like a baby. You sleep like a baby. And they give you. You ask them at the counter if they don't have it in your room. Say, can I have my night spray? And you go spray your room at night, baby. I tell you, I tell you, it's not it's not a fragrance. It makes you just sleep. You go to La La Land. You go to La La Land. You be sleeping. Sheeps be get sheeps. <laughs> you be sleeping. <laughs> yeah, the Western is. Amazing. Well, when I tell you. Amazing. They put I me tell there you, in Arlington. It's amazing. Oh wow. Wow. I I have um a long standing relationship with the Marriott and so I'm almost to like the platinum status and when I go they give me upgrades. So I just put that on my points. Praise the Lord. And uh thank God. Amen. That. That's same same here. That's what I'll be doing. Yeah, the Western the Western is um Marriott too, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it is. It's a top of the line of Marriott. Yep. Just and and that's where I'm at because I think I'm at like almost close to seventy five thousand or something. I was like, "What in the world?" Yeah, I I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Ebony, how you dealing with them ears popping? Like when your ears be popping off when you get off the plane? So I think my ears. You said, so when you're on the plane, when you're on the plane, when you start making the ascent, you're supposed to swallow. Swallow, drink, clear your throat. As soon as you start feeling that pressure, you need to be swallowing. Cough, do whatever you can to clear that airspace out. Um, do that on the ascent and on the descent. You know how some people make that scratching and they throat noise, even that coughing, any of that will help you to prevent that that ear popping. Or what you can do is hold your nose and and blow blow air through your mouth and like puff your cheeks. It'll pop your ears immediately. Hold your nose and uh, blow air and hold the air in your and like hold the air in your cheeks. It'll pop. Yeah, now yeah. you're dealing with the after effects. You can run some warm water in your ears, probably, but you just gonna have to let your eardrums heal because um, they, you know, yeah. probably got a little bruise. You just gonna have to let them heal. Yeah, that's probably what it is. They feel like they still stopped up. 
Like everything is, I don't know, it seems like everything is quieter than it used to instead of being so. Oh yeah, you 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 have you have a blockage. You need to you yeah, know, like you said, you got to go and put some uh, water in it, drain it, and uh, hot water. Uh, it, it'll do it as well. Um, uh, and hold your ear to the side. As soon as you put it in there, hold the ear to the side and and let it drip out. Um, and then they have some ear solutions that you can use uh, where I actually suck the the any any particles because you, you probably if you've been sleep afterwards. That, that drainage is blocking from the wax as well. So you probably got a, a combination yeah. of both. All right, well, I'm gonna probably do that afterwards. Pastor Jerry, I'm also- Oh, you can take this, oh, you can take this oil I like Yeah, that's, that's what, I was gonna say the same thing. Get you some <laughs> oil and heat it up a little bit on the, on, put it on a little bit on a spoon and put it on a cotton swab and put it in that area. It'll, uh, it'll heal it in Jesus name. <laughs> I was gonna say sweet oil because that's what my mama used to yeah, do. Well, that's what it's that anointing oil. oil. Listen, that sweet oil is the same as the anointing oil for me. Listen, Prophet Jerry, I do need some of that oil because I watched y'all. Oh my lord, I was just blessed watching it. So I do need some of that oil. How can we get some of that oil? I'll send it to you. Just send me your address. I'll send you some. Oh, yeah. Thank and you, I'll send you sir. the instructions. Okay, thank you. They was a mixing of that oil, y'all. They was a mixing of that oil. And I was yeah. Like, oh. I, I just went to an oil ceremony the other uh uh last week, week for last, two weeks ago. And and they had all did the same thing, Prophet Jerry, where they blend the oils together and got it ready, and so they let it sit. And, and let the blend get together and then you um, mix it and take that oil to mix it with the other oil and it stretches just like the woman in the Bible. Literally, it's just like the woman. And so you can make buckets of buckets of buckets of oil based off of just what you do with that. That that little bit will stretch. And I was like, my God, today. So I, I'm like, listen, I can sell oil for days. I can sell oil for days. Prophet Jerry, my wife is in the car. She said she ain't nothing about no oil and she in your class. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was it was uh something that I did with um with my aunt down here in Florida. And when I mentioned it to her, she said, The Lord's been speaking to me about oil. See, my aunt, my aunt is in her eighties. And when I tell you this woman is a prophet of prophets, she is a prophet of prophets. And I'm telling you, she said, uh, the Lord spoke to her and she said, in this coming year, God's going to get in our finances. So I said, mother, let's do a mixing of the oil service. She said, God been speaking to me about oil. Everybody <laughs> right here, my aunt, they know, she said, God been speaking to me about oil. Let's do it. I'm telling you, it was a packed service. The people were blessed. Um, she does her mixing oils. Um, she mixed frankincense oil with olive oil and that's for prosperity. And uh, she mixed uh, the oil myrrh with olive oil, and that's for healing. So <clears throat> I encourage you, uh, if, if you need healing, mix myrrh and olive oil. Don't, don't get the cheap oil. Get that good Italian oil, that good Italian oil, and mix that myrrh oil 
with uh, olive oil, but but it's certain components that you got to mix. Read Exodus chapter 30, and it'll show you, you know, how much you could mix. But uh, it, it was an amazing service. It was it, it was it was so amazing. Yeah, it does. And, and, and I, like I said, people don't know, people don't do like they used to do. Like this week, um, we doing a, a, a shut in on clubhouse on Friday. So I'm doing a shut in apostle Jerry. I would love to have you come in on Friday, uh, until Saturday. It's a shut in. Um, and it's going to be on my, uh, room. Um, but I, I, I believe in the old way. I be, listen, can't nobody take it from me. I don't care where I'm at. I believe in the old time way, uh, them shut-ins and the oil services, uh, something happened to us, something, God was doing something when we did those things. And, and so I, I told someone the other day, I said, well, I'm going to put, uh, cause I've actually put it out there today. Today is the day I'm going to release it, um, that we'll be doing the, the shut-in. And I believe in the, those those things that you're talking about, the oils and 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 um, being in a shut in. And and listen, I bet you your your auntie can Terry. I bet you she'll Terry to the to, to the to the ends of the, the heavens because she probably know how to sit get to get the soul right, baby. You ain't got it. Come on back on this altar and lay lay a little longer. Listen, I love a good Terry service. I love a good Terry service where you just land before the Lord, and so. That's what we plan on doing this week, this weekend, um, Friday, Friday um, through uh, Saturday uh, is uh, doing that. So uh, that that was just remind me when you said something about the oil. Uh, so a profit, profit, I'm sorry. Uh, let me um, get back and um, dock my yacht. But thank you for allowing me. Let me tell you something about that clip, Dr. Steele. He has been on three 40-day fasts. 10, 21 day fasts, like countless three, four day fasts. Or she said on her 40 day fasts, she don't eat anything. She just drink water. You talking about powerful? They don't know nothing about that, uh, uh, Dr. Trina. They know nothing about that. And she said, I don't fast because it's the beginning of the year. I fast because I want to see a display of the anointing of God in the earth. That's what I want. When I tell you, when you show up in front of her, she said, touch my hand, money going to come in. I'm telling you, she ain't no joke. I, w- I want y'all to come seriously. I want y'all to come in April to this prophetic I'm going to try to make it. I'm going I'm to try to make it. I'm telling I got, you, it's I got to go to you, and then I got to go down to Texas. Now, because uh, when is your thing, Apostle, uh, uh, Bishop, Bishop's thing is in, uh, when is his thing? I think it's going um, to be June or something. I'm, I'm, be, I'm flying next year. June, June 20th. Yeah, so I got two places to go that's on my book. It's on my radar. It's on my radar. And then Apostle Jerry, I'm thinking seriously about doing uh, the yacht thing in Fort Lauderdale next uh, September. So uh, I'm coming. Yeah, I am definitely, I've looked at a couple places. uh, And so uh, the favor is in Fort Lauderdale for me. So I think I can get a nice size yacht uh, right before you get in Fort Lauderdale, right right back on the outside of Fort Lauderdale. I've already seen the house. um, So I'm going to have some people stay at the mini mansion and then some people will be at the hotels that's about, I think it's almost three or four miles away. And then there is a, a yacht service that we will have 
Uh, so I am looking at that. Uh, so I'm definitely uh, going to be putting that out uh, the first of the year. Uh, I'm going to be selecting the ones that's going to want to come. I think it's going to be no more than 75 to 100 people that can be on the yacht. The one that I want to get is 75 to 100 people. Uh, so, uh, so I will put that information out so people can be prepared, give them at least eight to nine months to get the finances in order uh, and come and have a high time in the Lord. Um, be sanctified, but have fun. I, I, I listen. I, I, I love a good having fun. We ain't gonna be all to the point where we ready to fall over in the water and walk on water like Peter, but we gonna have a good time in the Lord on the water. So that's all I got to say. There's a yacht club right down the street in Fort Lauderdale, a yacht club right on the same block. Uh, <clears throat> when I stayed there, a couple last, what, no, no, Mark, May. I stayed at this uh, hotel called the Marina Hotel. Yeah, that's uh, the one. That's the one. That's mm -hmm. you see, yeah. it's the Marina. Uh, it's right before they get to the coast. The beach is on the other side of it. Right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. So I've I've been looking. I've been looking because I belong to a a yacht club called the Freedom Yacht Club up here in in this area. And so with the Freedom Yacht Club. Uh, it has connections to certain. So if you belong to one, you can go to the another one and use your membership. So that's what I'm working on as we speak. So that's why uh, some things might happen a little different. And so, um, so yeah, uh, uh, that that might be. See, see, Apostle, you and you in the vein, you in the vein, oh, man of God, you in the vein. So thank you, thank you. Pastor Jerry, I did have a chance to go to Black Bear too. And I'm telling you, that's the only place that I took some food home from because everything else I ate. But Black Didn't Bear had some life? of the man. Didn't it bless your It was so good, though. Yeah, you did that one. Thank you, Pastor Jerry. You did that one. That one blessed me like for real. And then Pastor Charles had this old brown stuff. Like, Pastor Charles ordered a well done waffle, y'all. Now, who gets a what? Like, who's that? What? But it looked good. It looked good. It burnt a little bit, but that's what I expected from a well-done waffle. Like, who who does that? But yeah, it blessed my life. It was real, real good. Leave my friend alone. <laughs> if he want his waffle well done, he's going to get his waffle well done. He showed me he get a well-done waffle. Like, what? I'll take mine's medium well. <laughs> Yeah, that ain't no steak. You can't order no waffle medium. What's wrong with you? I mean, he How ordered order? it well done, so. <laughs> he wanted it really brown. Leave my friend alone. I got your back, Pastor Charles. <laughs> Listen, I love him to death. I love him a lot. <laughs> Listen, Pastor Charles ain't let me pay for anything this weekend. That was another blessing. I was like, all right, now, Pastor Charles, you rich. You got that money. <laughs> I tried to get my hotel extended, and I told Pastor Charles, I said, Pastor Charles, uh -uh, I'll pay for it. You don't got it. You know what I'm saying? I pulled out literally two $50 bills, two crisp 50s. I said, huh, Pastor Charles? I, I got it. He said, no, nah, I take care of it. I said, okay, well, yeah, man of God, you know what it is. my money. He blessed my life. But um, Pastor Jerry, go ahead and check in with us. Like, tell us, you know what I'm saying, how, you, how your weekend was. Where you traveling at this weekend? Are you still at home? Well, he had to eat them groceries he bought. <laughs> well, mega love. Uh, well, it's what seventy degrees here already in uh, North Central Florida. Uh, 
get ready to go out and and do a little shopping for my birthday this month. Uh, and have this nice Italian designer uh, that I never heard of at the mall. So I'm going to check them out and see what kind of damage I can get in. And by the way, my wife uh, gave me a uh, early birthday gift. I'll PTR it in a second. But oh, the blood that signs my name. Hallelujah. Uh, so yeah, this weekend, Friday, uh, we'll be in Orlando ministering at a Let the Prophet Speak revival. And then Saturday and Sunday, uh, we'll be in West Palm Beach uh, that weekend. And uh, next month, we're in um, uh, North Carolina and Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty low week but busy week this past weekend of course we did the mixing of the oil service it was powerful it was amazing and they're asking uh how can i get that oil? how can i get that oil so we're uh, getting everybody's addresses and things and we're sending oil to them it's been prayed over it's been mixed um it's sat on the altar you're supposed to actually sit sit the oil on the altar for uh, 24 hours and let it soak up, let it merge, let all the the oils blend with each other very well. Um, and the Lord told us to anoint everybody in the room that came, and it was just, it was just, it was just powerful. It was a powerful, powerful, powerful meeting. And yeah, that's my um, my uh, my weekend, and that's what's going on this week. So let me find what my uh, wife gave me and blessed me with i'm a ptr megalo i appreciate it pastor yeah. appreciate it all right i see dr anthony stepped in the room all right pastor anthony go ahead and check in with us and tell us how you feel because we had none of us here yesterday and i was tired <laughs> morning everybody uh it is a balmy i think 40 something degrees here in the greater baltimore metropolitan area um <clears throat> no breakfast as we're intermittent fasting have my coffee drinking some water busy 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 getting things done that's about it weekend was uh weekend was solid food giveaway and clothes uh, this weekend and clothing giveaway absolutely <laughs> that's what i said oh uh, Pastor give that clothes that too oh yeah oh yeah well we've been on the clothing piece for for good uh good four or five months now but it's the turnout is crazy on the clothing side mm. um we have members of the community that come up and get what they're going to get and then stay and help organizing the table and just being a part of the process. So really grateful, uh, for the work that's coming out, um, of that, that, that branch of Zion in East Baltimore, um, because we're just trying to do the work, man. I say it all the time. I say it all the time that, um, you know, if service isn't a hallmark of your ministry, man, you might want to double check what you got going on because the whole purpose for us being and doing all that we do is to is to push the kingdom agenda forward and and to be an asset to whatever community we're placed in so that that's really the goal that's the objective that was the major piece of the weekend um knocking that down saturday so yeah it's always first saturday months you know one of my favorites um because i love to get out there with the people and just just have conversation and, and and help folk out so yeah that's what it is 
That's what the up out there, man. I love seeing it. Prophet, Prophet PT, PTR. That's what my wife gave me as an early birthday gift. Hallelujah. Oh, that's a shoe? Is that a Gucci shoe? It's not just a shoe. It is the sandal shoe of heaven. It's the shoe of heaven. <laughs> it is... It is where I get to feel the prophetic anointing from my feet all the way to my head. Boo! Lord knows. Oh, yes. Oh, the words say, bless all the feet that bring in the good news. I mean, come on. How beautiful, how beautiful are the feet of them. My shea. Now, if your feet ain't right, when you, you need to you need to second guess if you're a preacher. Oh Lord, Jesus. Oh, if, your feet ain't, if your feet ain't right, you got to second guess. Jay, what you? <laughs> and you and, and, I thought your feet don't listen. And, and uh, Apostle uh, Trina, you see, I had got the right sock to wear with the shoe. It's not a stocking, but it's the right silk sock. That you wear with that shoe. You see that? You see that, Prophet? You see, you see yeah, that? I see it. You, I you see it. You got to have the right sock. Just wear anything. The linen, the linen socks. <laughs> just can't wear anything. I see people, some people just wear anything. Nah, no. Mm -mm. Any old thing. Well, listen, I see you down there, Coach. So feel free to come on up if you want to. But thank you so much, Pastor for. Oh, come in, everybody. I kind of want to shift just a little bit. Pastor Jerry, I got to call you soon as this call is over, right before I go to Mount Carmel. I need to talk to you. But um, let's refresh. Let's pull the refresh just for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And start over. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to the prophet where, you know, we wake up each and every day with fresh inspiration, motivation, a little bit of music, all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Normally, after check-in, we get into news and hot topics. And this is kind of a news and hot topic right now because it keep going on. It's something that I've seen and noticed this weekend. And it was the fact that people keep trying to kill off Carlton Pearson. Now, I ain't going to care. I understand that y'all don't, don't agree with him and all this stuff. But don't try to kill this man off. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Why y'all trying to kill him off? And then number two, I think it's weird that we as church people, we being weird about it. We see this man dying, and I ain't going to care. I done had conversations about him, even on the show. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think it's bad to have a conversation about him, but I think there needs to be a little bit more dignity to how we have these conversations. And I believe that even though, you know, people disagree with him and his theology and all this other stuff, it's a better way to have conversations. And... Last but not least, I think that if we're going to talk about disagreeing with his theology and understanding, at least know what we're talking about. Because I think some people don't even know what they're talking about. And then it's crazy because now that he's passing, it's all these clips coming out of people prophesying to him and touching him and being connected to him. And it's weird because it's like, mm, y'all acting funny as though we ain't know people going to talk about, we ain't know he's going to live a life. We acting like people, people acting like everybody don't die. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody die. We all gonna have what Pastor Charles said. We all gonna have our time. We all gonna get to to end date. But at the same time, I think it's weird because us as Christians, you know, for the life and the legacy that he lived and the impact that he made, we're still trying to make it seem as though, oh, he finna go to hell. Well, first of all, don't nobody got no heaven to hell to put nobody in. 
And then true, how do we know this man is going to go to hell because he was preaching inclusion? Truth is, I ain't going to cap. I'm trying to understand what the inclusion was because based off of what I've seen, I watched, Pastor, I watched the, um, what is it, Come Sunday movie. I watched the Come Sunday movie about um about Carson Pierce. You know what I'm saying? The little movie that came out. And I was, even in the movie, I'm still a little confused on, on what his theology was. Now, truth is, I do believe that there is a hell, just like I do believe that there is a heaven. And did y'all know the Bible said that there are heavens with an S? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Anyway, but yeah, so I believe in heaven and hell. You know what I'm saying? I believe in heavens and I believe that there is a hell. However, I believe that, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got their chance. I do believe that the, the, the work of the cross is something that, you know, we got to preach. And from seeing what I see, and maybe I got to even go deeper in the theology of what he was trying to preach. But I'm trying to understand why we keep trying to pick on this man because he was still preaching Jesus at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I think he was still, and Pastor Jerry, I could be wrong. I could be wrong with two left feet. But at the end of the day, he was preaching Jesus and preaching how to get people saved. And he wanted to preach to everybody versus, I think, what we were doing, even even the things that we're still doing now by by pushing the Mormons out. What we, what we did, um, what, what Bishop Wu and then J. Drew Shear did, I think that's the same thing that we, that we did with Carson Pearson. And now that he died, oh, we want to, Throw up our arms, let's pray for the man of God, even though we disagree. And throw shade on it too. How you pray for somebody and then throw shade on it? I get it. The Bible says pray for your enemies, but come on now. Don't pray for me with shade, because that's 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 uh-uh. So then you might be praying, God kill him. God in in it. No, uh-uh. Don't pray, don't pray for me if you're gonna pray for my demise. I'm just saying. And I think it's weird because it's like people praying for this man's demise. No, let him live. Let him live out his best days. I'm still trying to understand Prophet Jerry because we talked about it a little bit last week. But what in his theology, Pastor Charles, you can help me out too because I know you, we've had some conversation about it. But what is the disagreement to where everybody's thinking bad about it? Even, they even though they told someone, let's pray for him, what is it so bad that he was preaching that's making people think that this man finna die and go to hell? Because I think that he was preaching Jesus as most people should. I think he was just more... Uh, open to preaching Jesus to everybody while we only kind of focused on black people or the people in our community or the people in our area of influence. Even the scripture of the day says pray for everybody and all people. I don't see why we can't pray for the Muslims. I don't see why we can't pray for the Palestine. I don't see why we ain't praying for Israel and Hamas. I'm just confused. Well, the gospel of inclusion, what <clears throat> Bishop Pearson was preaching, uh, I agree with some of it, but not all of it. Um, he was preaching to the point of if we serve such a loving God, and if Jesus is a loving God, why would he send you to hell? You know, and the, he was preaching about serving God, you know, you know, consciously, we're, we're conscious people. But where, where to me, where I, I, and I agree, I don't agree with that because, you know, he said there is no hell. I disagree with that. And, and my, my statement to this, Pastor Charles, I'd rather believe that there is a hell and miss it than not believe that there is a hell and go there. You, you know what I'm saying? Good. I, 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 right. I, I, I rather believe 
that okay, there then. is a hell and find out that there isn't, then believe that there isn't one and, and end up there. Um, so I, I really believe that um, he was working on something. And, and, and again, Bishop Pearson is a brain, I mean, a, a brilliant mind. I think, I think uh, Bishop Cotton Pearson's revelation is so past, so past our thinking and so past where we are that we, it, it, it's like the ministry of Jesus. If yeah. we really, if, if we really want to be, you know, talk about this kingdom, it's like the ministry of Jesus. When Jesus yeah. was in the earth, he challenged their theology. Yeah. He challenged, you know, the, the law. He challenged, he said, I didn't come to do away with it, but I came to fulfill it. And so with, with that in mind, I, you know, some things I don't agree with, you know, like my grandmother said, you know, eat the meat and spit out the bone. What you don't agree with, you don't agree with, and what you agree with, you, you agree with. But I don't think the church has done Bishop Carlton Pearson justice. Me neither. Me neither. They they they, they disrespected him yeah. on numerous of levels, and God knows I love uh, the, the 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 individual who started the uh, Pentecostal College of Bishops, called him a heretic. But guess what? He's dead. Oh, did I say that? Yes, I did. He's dead. You know, we, we tend to glorify people and we tend to glorify people that agree with us and, and, good, and, tend, yeah. to dis, and tend to dismiss people yeah. that, that challenge what we believe instead mm -hmm. of sitting in a conversation. As, as a matter of fact, let, let's, let, let's do this. Let, let's do this. Would you even know of a Bishop T.D. Jakes had it not been for Carlton Pearson? Ooh, would you even know of some of these great preachers if it had not been for Carlton Pearson? You would not even even know what Azusa Street was if it wasn't for Carlton Pearson. So I didn't know who Carlton Oral Roberts Pearson was. didn't know who Oral Roberts was. Catherine Coolman. Didn't know who they was until. Come on. Yep. Okay. Bishop T.D. Jakes got the door open through Carlton Pearson. Do the study. And through Carlton Pearson airing Bishop T.D. Jakes' message, he got the call to come to TBN because of Carlton Pearson. Now you know what you know you know what evil evil sadistic church people will do? You can have a million souls that you've saved or mm -hmm. God used you. But if you make one choice that people disagree with, they will crucify you and will never forgive you. Fact. Church, we gotta do better. We have to do better. And no, Carlton Pearson is not dying because of the gospel of inclusion. Carlton Pearson is dying because of cancer. That's why. He going to hell. No, you're going. Because the Bible says, <laughs> he that says, you know, someone's going to hell has become in danger of hell fire themselves. So you tell somebody you're going to hell, you just endangered yourself of going there.
Let a man work out his own soul salvation with fear and trouble. I'm too busy minding my business and trying to build ministry over here in Florida to be worried about if somebody going to hell. Mind your business. Oh, he going to hell, but you cheated on your taxes. The, the Bible says. The Bible, the Bible says. The Bible says in the book of James, chapter two, for he that keepeth the whole law. It's in your Bible if you didn't rip it out. <laughs> for he that keepeth the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he's guilty of them all. So, so in other words. You might not be what he is, but there is something that God can find on you that he will send you to hell for. But guess what? It's something called the grace and the blood of Jesus that covers us. And I think that was the, his grace message. You know, and Jesus I, came as the redemption of all sin. But, and I but, think that's the mm -hmm. same thing that a lot of people are preaching now, Pastor Jerry, not because you're out, but you know what I'm saying? I want to throw this in there because one uh, poll that I've seen was talking about how people are being weird and how so many people talked about them, about the gospel inclusion and casting them out. But here it is, 20, 40 years later, a lot of preachers are teeter tattering on that same thing with this grace message that we preach nowadays with Jesus. So, I mean, it kind of seemed like even though a lot of people shamed him for his message, a lot of people have adapted to that message. They just flipped it instead of saying the gospel of inclusion, it's the gospel of grace. Well, most uh, people that's coming against him is people who don't even know the Bible. <laughs> they, they don't know the Bible. They, they don't. Well, that's just in my opinion. Somebody told me, somebody said to me, um, uh, they call you master prophet. They, they call you master prophet. Why they do that? That ain't in the Bible. I said, well, they call you first lady, don't they? Yeah, that ain't in the Bible. Don't tell me what's not in the Bible until you know what's in there. Get out of my face. Pastor Charles, what are you gonna say? Because I'm trying to still understand what was the issue. Because this gospel of grace sounds like the gospel of inclusion to me, and I'm still trying to finish, understand the finished work of the cross. Because what happened when people don't find Christ? What happened if people never get witness to? Are they still gonna die and go to hell? What about babies and fools? I thought God used to look out for babies and fools. What happened to that? That that's a saying, but I don't know that that's uh, scripture for sure. Uh, uh, I will say. <laughs> I will say, um, you know, in I think a part of this is uh, we have, like, like I think Prophet Jerry said it very perfectly, and I don't need to restate it other than just saying that, yeah, we have basically told people that this is the way and this is the person that's going to take us there. And then when they disappoint us in some kind of way by being human or having their own thought processes on certain things, uh, we throw them out. You know, we kick them out. Now, let me put this in perspective. Um, so the movie that you saw made it look like he was brought before, he was brought before some Sanhedrin of preachers and stuff like that. And they all, and Bishop Ellis and all that kind of stuff, they they doomed him. Well, that's, yeah. That's we went not, that. That, was not, that was not the way it happened at all. In fact, <laughs> in fact, the that whole thing that, that they had done and talking about it was actually on video. It's actually on video. It was done at a, at a church in DC. 
and he called and wanted to speak to everyone, uh, the quorum of bishops, to talk about this, to bring his bring this new doctrine. He's the one that Cardinal Pearson, that is, he's the one that wanted to come and speak. So he comes, he speaks, but also the you know. So then the bishops that were there um, actually had asked questions, and they also gave their own dissertations as to why this is not a gospel that that is to be preached, um, you know, according, according to scripture and all that kind of stuff. So they went to that whole thing, and um, they went through, they went scripturally on what they're supposed to do. Now, again, he asked to come and speak. He asked to come and speak, not um, the other way around. And so when it was over, they escorted him to his limo, and to, to and, and it was over. Um, the the thing is, is that I think one of the processes is, is that, and I've said this uh, before, and I don't know how um, better to say it. I think sometimes when we get notoriety and we get a place where where we do have um, helped other people, we expect those people that we helped to go along with what we're thinking in our in our thinking in our process. And I think um, that's not really that's not fair. It's not fair that if you have something that um, a, a new way of thinking about a particular thing and people you don't give people the opportunity to wrap their heads around it and maybe to live it out a little bit more. I think it's unfair for you to, to arbitrarily think that everybody is going to follow you. I think that's pride. That sounds like that sounds actually luciferic to me, that, you know, um, that, you know, you know, and, and, you know, that's even that's debatable in how, um, whether or not how the uh, one third of heaven went with them. Some, some are saying that some, I've heard other theologians say that, um, they, they didn't just go with him. They just left in a swoop because it was such a, uh, a force of of of, uh, of him falling, uh, falling out of heaven or whatever, and and um, and that it was just the, the it just carried people out. But um, you know, we were always thought told that that was one third of heaven, one third of the angels went with him uh, in revolt. Um, so that's a whole thing. But I'm sorry, back back to the 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 uh, subject at hand. I think we got to be careful that. If just because you like me and just because you like the way I pronounce my words and stuff like that, and then I come up with some, with something that's different um, and and even almost borderlining uh, heretic-ish, it, uh, it, uh, that's a nice word right there, if it's borderlining that thing, you know, because we're taught there's only one way to God and that's through Jesus. If for somebody to say, you know, by the way, uh, I know they say, I know scripture says one way, God, but I've been studying. And in my study, uh, I, I see that not only is it that Jesus is the way, but he's not the only way, but there's also other ways to get to God. Whoa. We have to actually stop and say, what? And then explain yourself. And get, let me give you the opportunity to even explain yourself. And then you know, give the opportunity to explain yourself, but your but your dissertation still doesn't doesn't match up with what what you're trying to say. So here we are in these moments right here. What other ways did he say we can get to God besides Jesus? 
Because you well, know, I wasn't, I wasn't alive in that day. I was I was born in '93, so Pastor Charles, I really was looking at the movie like that's how it happened. You know what I'm saying? Because I really want to know: Did he lose his church like that for real and all that? Like, what did he say? Like, what what other way is that to get to God that he said? Well, see, and that's the thing: what he is, you've been teaching this whole time that Jesus is the way. Mm-hmm. You've been teaching this, and then you get a revelation. And this revelation, though, goes against what you've been teaching all these years. And the problem is, is that most people um, come from mainland. Is it really? But was it really against what he's been teaching all those years? Because I think he was teaching Jesus. But I think in the in the revelation of him teaching Jesus, there was more to it that people never told. I mean, well, okay, I'm 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 gonna get off because I see Pastor Pastor Anthony's hand is raised, so. But okay. yeah, but I'm, 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 but I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this. I'm done. Uh, I'm like, I'm like Prophet Jerry. I'd rather go all these years knowing what I know about God and believing in God and doing what's right. I'd rather go all these years and and do what's right and and do what I know to do to be right than okay. to go to the end of my end of my life and find out that that hell is real and I could have missed it. I'm gonna go on mute. See, that's the thing. We gotta, I think we focus on the hell part too much. Heaven is real too. I'm going to heaven. And the Bible said, if I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart, I'm going to heaven. Now, truth be told, everybody may not have a chance to confess with their mouth and believe in their heart, but is they still going to hell? I think that was the point or the question that he was really trying to ask us. As, as well, his, return is, his return is not going to come until all have heard. Let's think about that. You are going to Oh God, I feel something in my belly, Doctor uh, Doctor Patton. There, there will be no excuse. My aunt say an excuse, an excuse is nothing but a skin of a lie. Nobody will have an excuse for not hearing about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what is the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the salvific message of the death? burial and resurrection of the Mashiach, as we say in the Hebrew. So ain't no such thing. What about the people? Who, no, no. You heard of them. Yeah, you did. You heard of them. Zero. You think but, everybody? But no. Everybody. How many bodies? How many bodies? Everybody. Everybody. Everybody ain't been talking about Jesus Christ, though. Lies. <laughs> well, 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 guess what? If you ain't heard of them, you gonna hear of them. That part. Okay. <laughs> if you ain't heard of them, you gonna hear of them. I'm telling you. Why you think they crucified? Why you think they killing people over in in other nations because they preaching Jesus? It ain't like you ain't heard them. You ain't you ain't paid attention to them. You ain't listened to them. That's just my belief. And Jesus Christ is returned. Will not have reach a book of Revelation. One hundred forty-four thousand will be dispatched into every lane, every nation. Jehovah's Witnesses believe that only one hundred forty-four thousand gonna be in heaven. But my question is, ain't it more than one hundred forty-four thousand of y'all in Jehovah's Witness? Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> they they changed their doctrine. What you said, Pastor Charles? They changed the doctrine. Yeah, what? they changed. Yeah. I, 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 right before you go, Pastor Pat, Pastor Anthony had his hand raised, and then you next. Pastor Anthony, go ahead and jump in. My fault. I didn't mean to skip over you. I'm only going to speak to the question you asked, 
you asked, what is the other way? And I'll say this, for everyone that I've heard espouse the idea that there is some other way to get to God outside of Jesus Christ. I have yet to hear somebody named that way. Right. They they angle Amen, off and sir. say, they angle off and say, oh, well, I was taught, I had an instructor that said this in my class that said, if your God is not bigger than the Bible, then your God is your Bible. I, I struggle greatly with statements like that because now you're just going to hypothesize about a thing that you have no ability to point to anything that says that. So, again, in my experience, those who espouse such a position have yet to actually articulate anything about that position. But I'll leave that there. I can jump in there. Hey, y'all. Uh... Got space. Okay. Hey, so, so with that comes the understanding about um, Abrahamic faiths. Um, so, um, so the other paths. So often, when you hear like interreligious engagement. And you hear of Abrahamic faiths um, where our uh, a lot of our doctrinal statements um, kind of fall short of having those conversations is that we are not versed. And I say we I'm, I'm not saying I'm not, <laughs> but um, a lot of us are not versed in how to approach conversations on Abrahamic faiths. So um, we're talking about Muslims. We're talking about. Um, other uh, faiths that exist in the Middle East, because how how can you how can we say even from our text that and this I'm just putting this out there right and these are conversations that we have um, in interreligious engagement. How can you say that there is no other path to God besides through Jesus when the Muslims and those of the Islamic faith actually have a faith that's rooted in the same God of our text is where is where ours kind of fall apart and people can't articulate that. Well so my, hold on. my immediate let me say this let me say this because I was actually supposed to be at the podcast uh, uh, I, I think he's on to something from a faith being the core understanding of the Abrahamic faith. Where, where, where it veers off is that you have to define what that faith actually is. And because you can claim that you are a descendant of Abraham doesn't mean that you are a descendant of the faith of Abraham. The lineage of Abraham in a physical sense is one thing, but the spiritual component, those of us that really are into the understanding of what the complete faith in Jesus Christ is, then we connect that faith back to Abraham from a spiritual standpoint and not just from a biological standpoint. I think that's where most get in trouble. And then when, as Pastor Anthony lifted up, when we decide that we will listen to people that say, oh, there's more than one way. Or when we basically, uh, when we basically bastardize the totality of what scripture is actually saying about salvation. Not just from a space of, you know, the death, burial, and resurrection, but then after you come into the faith, then not by works of salvation from a standpoint of recovering yourself, but being an obedient servant. Once you have understood what the faith is, then there is a different tier of responsibility that you have. 
that we don't lean into enough because the shouting point is just that I believe with my mouth and confess with my heart, but then I still live like the devil. Uh, God forbid, because there is no heaven for you. The Bible clearly makes that understood because wicked servants get their portion with the unbelievers. So we can prove that in scripture too. So I think the problem is, is that as much as I think that Bishop and others. But then where is Jesus at in that scripture then, Patton? Jesus actually, the work of Jesus. Well, Jesus Where's actually grace said that? Hold on, hold on. Uh, Listen, let's go to Matthew 7. Many shall cry in that day, Lord, Lord, did I not do X, Y in your name? Did I not prophesy in your name? Depart from me, I never knew you. Matthew 25, when the wicked servant buries his talent, then when the master comes back and he does not have the, the account settled, then he is granted his portion with the unbelievers. So from that perspective, I think that, again, there has been a mismanagement and a gross misunderstanding of salvation and actually eternal reward. So when in, 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 let's go to Exodus. In Exodus, Moses gives us a picture when he says, if you're on the Lord's side, come on this side. Those that continue to stay in their mess and their sin and party and celebrating the gold and silver coming out of bondage, the ground swallowed them up because they refused to repent. John 3.18 says that he that does not believe is already condemned. So in other words, I don't have to condemn anybody that don't believe what I believe. In fact, here's another picture. The thief on the cross that says, save us and yourself. Jesus didn't say one mumbling word to him. So I've given several references to prove what I believe from a space of. I believe that there is a supreme misnomer in this all dogs go to heaven theology that we created. And I think all of us have had our druthers and responsibilities, but as we've matured and as we continue to learn and we study, then I can understand culture, but I can understand the emphatic word of what Jesus actually said, that if you are my disciple, this is what this looks like. You can only produce anything if you're connected to me. The moment that you seek not to be connected to me, you're not bearing any fruit, and then you're cut off from the tree and you're thrown in the fire. To me, that's very clear. Now, it may not be clear to others and they may disagree. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not here to try to convince you otherwise. Yes, I'm just, what, what, no, I'm just saying what you <laughs> believe. <laughs> that if, if that's what the scripture is saying, and if, if I'm interpreting scripture with scripture and not with professors, not with my own revelation, and not with my own uh, teacher that I picked as Paul told Timothy that people were doing these times, then have at it. <laughs> you know, you get to do that. But if I present something that says something different than the scripture says, then it, you do what you will. That's all I'm saying. Well, let, let's go. Let's go scripture there. Let's let, let's deal with scripture. Since we're dealing with scripture, let, let's 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 deal with this. Let me ask this question: What was the purpose of Jesus coming anyway? That's what I, that, thank you. That's what, my what, 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 what was his purpose anyway? If there was another way to get to God, then Jesus's death on the cross was in vain. It was in vain. So, 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 so come on, come on. Let's go to your Bible. If you didn't rip it out in John chapter 15, I am. First of all, he says in John 14, I am the way I am the Aliyah which goes back to Exodus chapter 12, 
when Moses said, you know, who shall I say sent me? He said, tell him I am. That word Hebrew is the Aliyah, the Aliyah, Asha Aliyah, the I am. His name, I am. He says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am meaning God. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Okay, you don't believe that? Go to the next chapter. Jesus says, I am the door. If you come, help me patent preach it, any other way. You are what? You're a thief and a robber. And a robber. So yes. if, there were, yes. if, if, there, if there were many ways that we can get to God, so how many people actually died on the cross, buried and rose again for the propitiation and the smearing and forgiveness of sin? How many people did that? If, if, that, if, if that was our way back to God because of sin in the garden, and our way, only way back to God was through sacrifice and blood sacrifice that we had to do every year during the Day of Atonement all the time. You show me that person and I will stop preaching Jesus. You show me that person and I'll hang up, my, I'll hang up everything that I ever knew about Jesus. Because I'll tell you this right now, and I believe it, I stand ten, ten toes flat. There is no other way. You might think that there was a path. Watch this, Patton. Help me on this. There is a way that seems right unto man. Walk the but Bible. The end thereof is the. I don't care. I don't care about your philosophical ideas. I love everybody in this room. I really, really do. But when it comes to getting to God, oh, you must go through. God's got a way. I only know Jesus. When we say get to God, does that mean in the afterlife or in this life? Does that mean you can't you can't go to heaven unless you say I confess Jesus? Because what about people who don't have the chance to say I confess Jesus before they die? Ain't nowhere in the world you're not going to have that prophet. Open up your brain. Let me pour this wisdom into you. <laughs> Ever, how many bodies? Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> is going to hear that salvific message of Jesus. Whether you choose How to you believe it or not, Jesus that's your choice. So what, Japanese people don't, you know, they be having underground churches over there. There's <laughs> plenty of Christian churches well, in Japan. I've and they're going to speak it in Japanese. It's still going to be Jesus. <laughs> what you say, Pastor Anthony? I said there's plenty of Christian churches in Japan. I've been there. Pastor Anthony, and don't they Matter of fact, the largest churches in the largest church in the world, I believe, is in Korea. Am I correct, Dr. Anthony? I'd have to look that I, one I up. Think I, that, I, I, I think it is. I think I think there there is a guy who has the largest church in the world. I, I think I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna he, he, but it sure ain't in America. Yep, it's all right. I think I've I've seen what you're talking about. He's like a little Asian dude or something like that. That's crazy. Asian preaching Jesus. And they say Jesus. There was a there was some conversation in the in the um, notes talking about um, talking about Ishmael, you know, and and that side of it. Um, It is very true that, um, and I'll read some of the comments. It says at no point does God ever disown Ishmael. 
or or and Abraham really didn't Abraham really didn't uh disown they had to send him away. They had to send him away. It was separation. And that was a good uh argument there. It's not really an argument, but that's truth. And so yeah. yeah, so the thing is is that, you know, uh, even when he was gone, it wasn't it Ishmael's fault. It wasn't Ishmael's fault that he's here. It won't that won't his fault. That was Abraham. And Sarah's fault, really. But to say his wife. See, she was, <laughs> it was all right first. See, Amen. It was all right, babe. It was all right first. But see, then all of a sudden, you know, you know, people start feeling their feeling smelling their must and stuff like that. You know, it, you know how we do. And the thing was that she didn't believe. How, how about this? She didn't have faith enough to believe that God could could strengthen her womb to have a baby. It wasn't that wasn't that wasn't uh um that wasn't Ishmael's fault. Ishmael got here because Sarah said, well, look, I can't do that. I ain't going to be able to have no baby. I'm too old. Go ahead and take my handmaiden. And so then Abraham does it like a dummy. Of course, he, he probably didn't know. He didn't. He was thinking everything, everything did would it be too. all right. I would have did he it. He thought everything would be all right. So see, here's what we, here's what we, we know this now. <laughs> After he done gone through it, it is, it is written in the scriptures. But, you know, hey, you know, he, he, did, he, was, he didn't know. That it was going to turn into uh, a war, he didn't know that. So what, what's really going on now is the war between the mothers. It ain't a war. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Let me get off. That's the it. Oh, that's good, good Pastor Charles. I never thought about that. Oh, that's good. But here's another side to that, though. And everything he said is right. But the Bible describes Ishmael as a wild man. And describes Isaac as the child of the children, well, part of the children of promise. And so, from that perspective, the, that scripture does not exclude Ishmael. It only talks about how the promise was supposed to come through. The promise was through Isaac and not Ishmael. So then you have to understand this part: the promise that Abraham got that all the nations of, of the earth would be blessed because of his faith or his seed then that seed was not meant to be again biological it was meant to be those that took on the faith and i believe that some of ishmael's seed have accepted christ and i ain't gonna cap that and you get into a good point because we were talking originally about separation and i'm gonna throw this scripture in here and i need you to help me out what about the scripture that says nothing can separate me i think it's uh what was it romans eight um uh nor height nor depth or anything no creature uh, shall I be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ? What about that scripture that plays into that? How can we be separated if, you know, nothing can separate us? In that vein, when we're talking about the love of God, but God never separates us from love. We separate ourselves. Because if you refuse the life raft of salvation, then is that God rejecting you or did you reject God? That's the question you got to ask yourself. Well, if I'm saved, right, right now I confess Jesus. That automatically ensures my ticket to heaven. Even if I sinned yesterday? According to the scripture, it does. Thank you, Pastor Anthony. I appreciate that. But doesn't the scripture also say that you have to be found as a faithful servant? 
So uh, here's where I, I end up in this conversation more frequently probably than I want to. Um, because in my estimation, there, there's a line that we blur a lot. Um, and it's the reality of the salvific moment, the reality of your salvation, and then the life you were, you're charged to lead post-salvation. Mm, Those aren't okay. the same thing. Okay. And the requirements are different. Okay. I can see what you're talking about. Keep going. And I, I did say that earlier when, when I when I but when I, what I'm saying is to your point, Pastor, those things get so simplified to the point to where it's not clarified. Now, ultimately, God is the judge that knows knows that. So my job is not to try to, as I interpret the scripture, is not to say emphatically, well, these are the ones that's not going to make it, because I don't know that. But if we're having the, a discussion of what that looks like and, and, and the mystery of how it all looks, if I'm a bed man, which I'm not, but if I was to be, I would go with the understanding of, hey, after I have confessed Christ, after I have been baptized, after I've had the Holy Spirit, you know, coming to live on the inside of me, it will behoove me as I mature and walk with God and walk with Christ. Because again, the foolish and wise virgins gives us an accurate picture of what that looks like. And Jesus doesn't tell that parable just for his health. He's telling that parable to let us know that there is a separation. And also for those that when we talk about, because you know, some people get dogmatic. Man, and what type of separation? You mean like I'm gonna have a mansion in heaven, but everybody else gonna no. have apartment? No, no, no. no. <laughs> you being a, you being a what type? What type of separation? I'm just saying from the standpoint of the separation of knowing who will inherit the kingdom of God and who will not. I mean, that's that's the separation, so, and so, he knows he knows that better than anybody in here because. He's the one that's worthy to open the lamb, uh, the, the lamb's book of life. He knows, he knows what that looks like. So, but I'm saying though, again, we can't water down the fact that hey, I got baptized and I joined church and I confessed Christ, and there is no regenerative actions that line up with the confession. And I'm not saying that sanctification. But what if you on your deathbed, Pat? And what if you on your deathbed and you die, and you end up confessing Christ right there before you die? You know what I'm saying? What, 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 what's gonna happen? You gonna be on level two of heaven while I'm no, gonna be on level I, seven? I didn't say that. I believe if that was the scenario, I believe that person would inherit the kingdom of God. I believe that, you know, from, from that perspective, right? But for those that may have confessed and they was good and healthy. Right. And they had the opportunity. And I, I believe that God is wise enough to basically be able to separate that and look at every different, you know, scenario in person and decide who inherits the kingdom and who does not, because he's the judge. That's why there's a judgment seat of Christ. If it was just strictly uh, about salvation from a space of confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart, then there would be no judgment seat of Christ. We would just all be caught up in the air. But unfortunately, that's not what the scripture conveys. So I think that what we've done out of our different traditions and our different understandings is that we will make it as poetic as we like to see it 
versus how it actually is. And I don't begrudge anybody for what they believe or um, how they interpret scripture or at least what they've been taught. But when the discussion comes out there and if it's a great, you know, debate or a great healthy discussion, then we can learn from each other. But when you are, as Pastor Jerry was saying, when you're saying strictly off the cuff that, hey, uh, there's many ways to Christ and you can't give us that way as I think it was Prophet Jerry, it may have been a Pastor Anthony said that, then that's that's a whole different discussion. Then that becomes something else. And I, I, I dare say this and forgive me if I offend someone, but that that's where the demonic comes in at, because that's a lie. And we know that the father of lies is the devil and he's the only one that lies, you know, or if we align with lies, then how can we now say that we align with truth? Because there's only going to be a lie of the truth. It's either one or the other. And if Jesus said that he was the way, the truth and the life, no man comes to the but father. Listen, but Pat, then, don't how can I, how can I fix my mouth. But Pat, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me interrupt for a second. Because what about, because you know, we all still start on the gospel of inclusion. But I thought when it comes to that and how we preach Jesus, it was still at the end of the day, every knee shall bow, every tongue can, shall confess. So everybody will still, you know, somewhat make it. Because everybody don't bow. Every, okay, okay. Thank you, Pastor Anthony. Means. Okay, okay. Make it make sense for me then. At, at that point, we're talking about the recognition of who Jesus is. That's not a confession mm -hmm. on this side. That's at that's the understanding that there is nobody that's going to escape the reality of who Jesus is. Now, whether or not you accepted his finished work, that's going to determine your salvific reality. But everybody know. I mean, shoot, uh, it, scripture tells us demons believe and tremble. They have no capacity to, to, to confess who Christ is, though, in, in the, in the mm -hmm. reality of salvation. Okay. Right. So that's the you can't. That's why context is really important as we go. Just grabbing individual random scriptures, it's got to make sense <laughs> as to what's actually happening in that conversation. But to Pat's point, this is why, this is why, this is why, to a certain degree, I hate this conversation. Because, yes, the text says, if you confess with your mouth, here's the part that we can't see. And believe with your heart. I don't know the yeah. veracity of the belief that you have in your heart. So I have no capacity to be able to dis definitively say, yes, you're going to make it. No, you're not going to make it. I don't know your heart posture. I yeah. don't know the conversations you've had with the Lord. I have no idea. The what? best I can do is tell you what the scripture says. And that's it. That's the best I can do. Now, we can get into the hole. You'll know them by the fruit. And, and what's their life look like after the fact? Yeah, we can do all of that. But at best, that's all still speculation. Yeah. Because everybody has moments. And if you catch me in the right one, you're going to wonder whether or not I'm saved too. Come on, Pastor Anthony. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So that's why the, that portion of the conversation rubs me wrong because I'm like, well, we got to be, we're doing a whole lot of condemning of folk that we don't have the capacity to condemn. And we really ought not participate in that exercise. Certainly amongst mature Christians in, in a controlled environment is having the thought exercise can be uh, engaging and fun. And yeah, you can learn some things as you navigate scripture and try and pull out your points and present them intelligently. But at the end of the day, in a, in a real conversation, that's not that's not an area I'm really gonna push real heavy in because again, I don't know the condition of your heart. I can tell you what I saw on Sunday. So-and-so came up, they, they confessed Christ. 
We celebrated their salvation. But what actually happened in that moment, I can't speak to because I can't see that. The only one that can, to Patton's point, is Jesus. He knows. And you know what? Since he's the one who got the, uh, who's got the real list, I'm going to leave that on him. I can't do nothing with that. Absolutely. <laughs> because he the one that said depart from me. <laughs> so I can't I can't say that because I don't have a kingdom to tell you to depart from. I don't have a throne to tell you from that. But just for the sake of the theater of debate and conversation, what we can't do is, again, try to bring in heretical doctrine and then use scripture that basically is saying something totally different. That's what we can't do. And. As much as we honor Bishop Carlton and, and others that have found these newfound revelations down from Hebrew Israelites, and there's a bunch of stuff out there, right? I mean, we just have to stay with the basics, at least for me. That's, that, that's, that's what keeps me, because, hey, I love to learn all types of things, too. But what has always kept me balanced and kept me by the, the, uh, by the, by the shore, so that way I wouldn't surely drift away, What's the fact that the emphatic understanding of who Jesus said he was? That that's what has kept me. Not all the deep, you know, malarkey of theological arguments and historical texts and data and that kind of thing. It has literally been that I believe that Jesus said who he was and he defined that very clearly. And since he's done that, then as much as I think that Bishop Carlton meant well, about exclusive or inclusivity to say that, oh, Christianity has been exclusive. That, that's not true. Because again, we choose him, or at least first and foremost, he chooses us. And then we have the fortunate pleasure of being able to choose him back. You know, so when we understand it from that perspective, and then if we preach Jesus from that perspective with the love of God, then it's going to draw those people that he he allowed to be drawn to him and then it's up to us as pastors to feed the sheep and i say this in closing the reason why again jesus tells the parable of matthew 25 you see it very clearly you had those that protected their oil and used it correctly and you had those that did not and they were they were engaged to be married you know they had the same scenario their problem was that they wasted it because they wasted it for whatever reason they wasted it for. And they expected to borrow somebody else's. And salvation shows us, that parable shows us, when you really kind of look at the intent of it, is that, look, this walk with God is a very personal thing. And he knows what you've done with the oil. He knows what you did with the gift that he gave you if you buried it or if you tried to grow it. And even if you didn't grow it, the fact that you kept trying to grow it, is where if you go back to I think that's Matthew 20, where he talks about he tells also a parable about those that were hired at the top of the day. And then the people that got hired at the end of the day got the same pay. Same point to your question about the person on their deathbed that confesses Christ versus somebody that confesses Christ at six and lives their life, you know, pleasing to God and they get the same heavenly reward. So when you understand parables, they're really easy to really kind of dissect and understand the meaning. But if you're, if you're looking for something else that basically answers a question that's broken in you because you're still trying to figure out a way to have your cake and eat it too, 
or you're having trouble, like I think Bishop Carlton had really had trouble with. I said, man, how do these good people that I love, how do they end up in a place of eternal damnation? That doesn't sit well with me. So let me find a way to ease that, that trouble. Let me figure out a way to speak to those, those things because that's the entire you know, generation of people that have been spoken to about God in a different way that may be a little damaging. And that was his conviction. And that's fine. It was just wrong. <laughs> I mean, to, to say the least. And that don't mean that he's a bad man. It don't mean that God still can't regenerate him and have him have another change of heart. That's what we all been praying for, for since he's been saying that. But it doesn't mean that because those of us that know what the scriptures say and we believe that and we hold to the letter of what it actually said means that we want to exclude people because we don't have that power. We can't do that. I told you earlier, John 3, 18, we like 16, but 18 tells you emphatically who condemns themselves or how they get condemned. It ain't us as the preachers. It ain't us that argue that what the scripture actually says. It is people's choice to not choose God. And that's ultimately what has that book that only Jesus can open. That's why he knows what's in the book. And outside of it, I say this to be quiet. One of the things I find interesting <laughs> that Jesus actually did say is that particularly for us in the charismatic circles, where we like prophecy, we like healing, we like the power of God and the nine gifts of the spirit, all the things that we can talk about. Jesus said, look, I know y'all like that stuff, but you ought to be glad that your name is in the Lamb's book of life. That's more important than your accurate prophecy. That's more important than eyes being open. That's more important. The signs will show who those that believe. But even still with that, you know, I got to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. He's going to be the one that's going to know if I'm a wicked servant or not, or if I'm worthy of coming up higher. I think that's the part that even with Bishop Carlton, that he even took certain liberties to be able to say that he knew emphatically the mind of God. You know, in that regard, I think that's the greatest error, because if none of us are the judge and we're not, if none of us is worthy to open the book and we're not, then what made him worthy to even come up with this theology in the first place? That's the question that you got to ask yourself. But what do I know? I'm just a guy that talks on Clubhouse sometimes. You know, I, I, I agree with. Of something that Bishop Pearson said. You said it, Dr. Patton. And here is what I agree with. The church has been very exclusive. Very exclusive. Here is why. Because, and if I ever did a doctoral dissertation, um, I don't even know if I have the mind capacity to do so. And I, well, I do, but I don't think they really want to hear it. Yeah, but go ahead. It will. <laughs> I will talk about this. Will be this will be my title. It will be called Prejudice Grace. Prejudice Grace. That's good, sir. You write about it. Meaning, the church has given grace to people who don't need it. What do I mean by that? We all have a sense of grace that we need, but what about the people that we don't necessarily agree with their quote-unquote lifestyles? We condemn them and we send them to hell in a handbasket. But let me tell you something. 
some of the most nice, kind-hearted, warm-spirited people are people you saying going to hell and they're living in uh what's the word we what's what's the word we use uh perversion get out of my face with that please we've been prejudiced giving grace to those who are in church only but not giving grace to those who need it i'm coming back i'm getting my call that's good that's good and real quick just to just to push against and and i'm doing this just as a as a point of clarification to what Patton was saying Thank you. Thank you. He was the one that was saying. It. I can't remember now, but to be fair, there is uh, an exclusionary leaning with the gospel. Everybody ain't going. Everybody can't go. You can't run with everybody, and the book tells you that. So, I'm challenged as we consider this idea of inclusion theology, and it, certainly the doorway is open to everyone. Doesn't matter where you came from, doesn't matter what you're into, doesn't matter, none of that makes a difference. I say it all the time, there's room at the foot of the cross for everybody. Um, however, there is a separation. Please don't get that twisted. There is a separation, there are differences. Um, so but I, Pastor I, Anthony, that's what I'm saying. What is that separation? Because if I'm living the holy life and I didn't confess Jesus and say, hey, I confess my mouth, believe my heart, I'm living right, you know what I'm saying, living right. When I die, I'm not going to get a mansion in hell and those that's who not even, Jesus. That, that ain't the, even something to think about. Stop that. Stop it. I would say Stop I'm going to get a mansion Stop in heaven. It. Stop it. The scriptures say that. But that's not a that's not a conversation to even have. Well, how big my place going to be in heaven? That's goofy. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the kind of conversation you fall into when you're 15 and just learn about Jesus. That, that's the kind of conversation you have. You a whole adult at this point. That's not the conversation you should be having. So what is Am that I difference? getting in the gates? That's my concern. Facts, facts. I, I wish hand me a shack on the side of Jesus Boulevard. I do not facts. care. Let me in the dope. That's all I'm worried about. With my son, with my son, with one ruby in the middle. Right. Like I'm not stressed about the size of what you. As long as I'm there. That I'm, part. I'm, I'm, let me well, but, but I get you. But, but hello, 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 right before you go. Because I understand what you're saying. I'm the same way. As long as I'm in that bug, I'm, I'm with you. But my thing is, like you just said, if a person convinced salvation and they live a perverted life versus a person who can confess salvation and confess Jesus and living their best life, we ain't going to have no separation. We still going to be treated the same. I think in heaven, yeah. And why are you worried about how somebody else is getting? I'm sorry, Pat. Why are you worried no, no. about how somebody else is getting treated in heaven? If you there, you celebrating, you happy. You didn't need to worry about what nobody else. That's the problem with folk now. Pocket watching. Stop being so concerned about what other folk got going on. Mind yo, look, Grandma used to say, "I'm trying to live my best life months, in heaven." Six months minding your business, and and the other six leaving everybody else's alone. You'd be Come a on, whole sir. lot better off. Stop being so concerned about what other folk got going on and make sure your draws ain't on fire. Get yourself to the kingdom and stop worrying about everybody. That's it, sir. <laughs> Worry about my own little red wagon. I'm pulling my own red wagon. And, 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 and Pastor Anthony, what I was alluding to when I talked about it, and what both you and Pastor Jerry are saying definitely has that nuance to it from a space of exclusion and inclusion. 
And exclusivity from a space that I believe Pastor Jerry, he can clarify this, that he's talking about is that the church has a history of being exclusive from a space of elitism and other stuff that has nothing to do with spiritual things. They try to make them spiritual. Now, that's one side of it. But the exclusivity of those that had the, the chance to be invited, like in Luke, where it says when they the master threw a great feast and the elites were invited and they said, no, we ain't coming. I got this to do. And the master said, OK, go and get the folks. Just it don't matter. Get the lame, the blame, get all of them. Tell them to come here. Then another parish par, uh, parable he tells is about the guy that had the wrong wedding garment on. And he he in there, Right. But then once it was noticed, hey, bro, you ain't supposed to have on red and right. You, you, you supposed to have on, you know, blue and green. You know, so from that perspective, I think that that parable gives us a snapshot of understanding that many people that's in the kingdom or profess to be a part of the kingdom basically has their own version of what they think God is, which then to Prophet Jerry's point creates the exclusivity. Meaning that you can talk about people in quote unquote perversion, but you're only talking about the homosexuals. You know, you're not talking about the guy that's been married seven times and got two girlfriends in the church and three are pregnant too. That's perversion as well. So, so from that perspective, I think that exclusivity has always been a challenge, at least for those that have been beating a certain drum for certain sins. And, you know, if you if you grew up in the 70s and 80s like I did, I mean, everybody was going, you was going to hell for going to the movies, you know, growing up in those times, right? I mean, so now that we know better, and now that we have trailblazers like uh, Bishop G. Patterson, God rest his soul, that would, would emphatically and boldly preach about what salvation and what sanctification and what discipleship really was outside of the tradition of, you know, you go into hell just because of whatever somebody decided that you can go to hell for, then now we're in better times where we can actually properly exegete the text and hopefully teach people uh, from a space of not only compassion, but the love of God from a space of, because when Jesus comes on the, on the scene, he, he doesn't start off with, you know, repent or y'all going to hell. <laughs> he said, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. John the Baptist said the same thing. Did he get to those points? Absolutely. He talked about what eternal damnation was and what it looked like, even for those that refused or those uh, that thought that they were a part of the kingdom. But as he described the Pharisees being full of dead men's bones, Jesus gives us a lot of different layers to what that looks like. I just think the problem with us in these times, and going back to what Prophet Jerry said, and even what some of what Pastor Anthony was saying, is the fact of how we exclude certain things, you know, how we try to come up with certain dogmas that fit our own ideology instead of the entire counsel of the word of God, meaning that I got to love people wherever they, wherever they are, they deserve to hear the gospel. I can't, as he said, I can't let my prejudice stop me from preaching to a certain population because I disagree with them. You know, I, I have to be skilled enough and have the love of God in my heart enough that even like Jonah, if he sends me to Nineveh and I don't want to go there, well, you're going Well, you should go if you're a servant of God. You know, so to me, I think that when you look at Bishop, his body of work 
And then the second half of his body of work, which will be debated until the cows come home, at the end of the day, you got to make up your own mind. And for those of us that know that a lot of the things that he said was not right, and for some that dis- that agree with him and will maybe continue on his work, then, you know, <laughs> we got work to do to lift up the truth and help people to understand uh, that even though there may be certain al- alternatives to the truth, uh, that's a nice way of saying lies, then you have the choice of making uh, your election sure by siding with what's right. And if you decide to do something different, that's on you. God going to judge that, not me. I'm just going to tell you what I believe he, he told us to say and, and what the letter of what he always has said and described himself. That's all we can do. That's all these, I, I know I can do. And that's all I will continue to do. I, I have to try to put you in hell. <laughs> that's too hard because if, if I put you there, I might be putting myself there, <laughs> you know, because I don't, I, I don't have that power. I mean, but that's what we say anyway when we say these people living a perverted life, they're going to go to hell. Now, I'm just trying to figure out, how, if, like, because I ain't going to cap, I'm going to be real mad if I get to heaven and I know somebody who who, who I know, you you probably should have went to hell. It's up there in VIP with me in heaven. I'm up here some type of way. I'm like, God, so, 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 so what's up? We let everybody in heaven now? I got a so question. Everybody get in? <laughs> <laughs> and there's a, you oh, ain't going to feel no type of way, Prophet. You're going to be glad to be there when you see him or not. You're right. I'm going to be glad to be there, but I'm going to feel like I don't believe there's truth to that because I, I got a couple people on my list. And if I, I have like... God, I see you got roaches in here. Am I getting kicked out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I just need to know, can you get kicked out of heaven? Cause if so, we got some other. Here's here's the problem with church folk right here. <laughs> what, that, what just happened? Cause we spend way too much time concerning ourselves with other folks, uh, salvific reality beyond our responsibility to offer Christ. Right. I don't I don't care if the crackhead gets in. It don't bother me none because that's not going to take nothing away from me. Right. I don't care that. Uh, that the ain't serial gonna killer care. It ain't going to take nothing away from me, but I'm going to be like, dog. No, the crackhead don't bother me. It's some other people that bother right me. Decision, right. I don't you ain't gonna care. The serial killer gets in. It don't bother me none that he made a deathbed confession. Good. Congratulations. On, on figuring it out at the last minute. I don't care. Get into heaven. We ought not really worry about much beyond that because I don't care if you got in smelling like smoke. Cool, you made it. It don't make a difference. Looks like I got some work to do. My fault. I had got a phone call. I ain't. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't what this happened? is so good and so deep. Um, I hope y'all can hear me. I'm riding around here trying to deliver this meal and I holler and scream at the same time. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in the era. Patty's talking about 50s and uh, 70s and 80s. I came up in the 50s and the 60s. You was going to hell if you breathed wrong. So, yeah, I, I'm serious. When I grew up, you know, everybody, everything was going to hell. It, uh-huh. it, they preached hell in you so much that you was literally 
if it didn't scare you, you were blessed. Me, it scared me because <laughs> I was on this, I don't want to go to hell. I won't do everything right. And then when they preached the book of Revelation, it, they preached it so it scared you. So, you know, uh, but I grew up as a child learning the Lord's Prayer, uh, learning the 23rd Psalm. Uh, I had an uncle that would sit and talk to me about these prayers. And he would teach me that, you know, when you pray to God, you got to pray to Jesus. And I asked him the question. I said, but it say our father. He said, I know you have to acknowledge him, but you still ending your prayer in Jesus name. So he heard your prayer. So, you know, I, I, I'm not, I can't say Bishop Charles Desert is going to hell when I know what Lynn Renee Oliver did coming up. I, I ain't got time to worry about him going to jail. I'm trying to clean my own act up, make sure I walk this walk, make sure I do the things that God told me to do. And, and, and get it done, even if that's meaning moving across the country or moving around the corner, stopping and saying hello to that crackhead or that prostitute or that, because see, that could have been me. But if I just stop and smile and say, hello, how are you today? You are truly blessed today because I was able to see and meet you today. You don't know that could have saved somebody's life, changed their whole realm. I, I don't know about deathbed confessions. They confess, they confess. My wish is everybody confess and everybody go to heaven. I wish that. I know that's not going to happen. I try to look for the good in people. We're not born bad. But that's my belief. Everybody has a story. So I need to know your story. I want to get to know you. What made you tick? But I, I, I'm not going to say, are you going to hell for that? Uh-uh. Because, see, when I send you to hell, I'm sending me to hell. I ain't going to hell. It be hot here on earth to let me know I do not want to go and burn in hell. And I can't even get an ice chip. No, I'm not. So, good conversation. Good conversation. It's been eye-opening. And I'm going to mute my mic because I got to go back to work and listen. Well, here's something funny to think about, <clears throat> Prophet <clears throat> Monty. <laughs> you know, uh, us Af <laughs> black people <laughs> g going to heaven is like somebody inviting us to a barbecue. Who all gonna be over there? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who gonna be there? Right. Who gonna be there? <laughs> I can't worry about that. I am. 
that's my goal. I am. I don't know about who else doing, but I am. I I I can only account for me. That's about <laughs> it. I need to know who's gonna be there because if they look, I need to prepare now. Because if so and so gonna be up there, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and kill it now. I mean, I'm trying there. to, I'm trying to get on the list. <laughs> Somebody set me back. <laughs> Money, apparently you can't be set back. Uh, uh-uh. uh, long as you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, you gonna be. Child, I got set back. I don't care what y'all talk about because <laughs> yesterday, I was, uh, I was gonna be happy to go to jail. That's what it was yesterday. <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest, but, <laughs> but the wonderful thing about it, you acknowledged it and you working it out. <laughs> like Lord, I, I, Lord, I'm a little short today. Uh, yeah, Lord. Lord, put me back on the list, please. Put, put me back on the straight there, Lord. <laughs> and that's that's it, right? There. And he gonna do it because you asked him to. You gave him permission. He gonna do it. He, the, what the all have saying? We we did her. We all Listen. have a day. Uh, one of the men of God said it. If you catch him on the right day, in the right moment, all of us going to question. We're going to mm-hmm. question ourselves. Lord, I'm a little choked today. Mm-hmm. I'm a little choked. <laughs> Lord, I need a little, I need an extra. I need some extra today. Cause I'm right telling now, the truth. But I tell you, Lord, I'm going to hell today. I'm I done said it myself. <laughs> okay. Lord, I need a little extra because I'm short right here. I'm yep. sure I need you to be Jehovah easier in my help because I'm really short. Yeah, right that's what I tell people. Don't don't pray my strength in the Lord because I might I might punch you with the strength with of the, the Lord. Strength so of the Lord. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> tell the truth. And that's what God wants us to do every day. Because he knows we're gonna have some days that they're gonna rub us with sandpaper. Right. And we're gonna need some we're gonna need it. We're gonna need them. That's why he's there. I'm always there because he know we're going to need him. And I sure thank him because some days, if if he had to call me in that moment, I would have missed, missed the grand barbecue <laughs> at the big party in the sky. I would have missed my piece of real. Ah, oh, glory. <laughs> I can't reach you out. Well, listen, y'all, it's almost time for us to close out. It's almost uh, 1130, and I got to go ahead Profit. and get to the church. Profit. Yes, ma'am. Profit. Today is Elder's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Elder. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to we graduate. We graduated from that one. Oh, I don't know how to sing the other one. What's the new Happy one? birthday to you. Oh, we got to get churchy. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Come on. You. Yes, yes. Happy birthday. <laughs> Woo. To My Lord, you missed it. You missed Hallelujah. the mark. I'm happy for both of them because I'm 54 <laughs> today and I'm glad about it. Cause I, I woo, cause so I got so many people that ain't here that didn't make 54 that went to school with me and graduated with me and lived his life and they ain't here, but I am. Woo! Thank you.
Get what you need, say. <laughs> You're right. Get what you need. <laughs> hey, Kosha, yeah, I see. Oh, she love. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, I see her coming. Yep. I'm mad I ain't get to see it as much as they did. <laughs> Boy, uh, yeah. Look, yeah. Down here turning up on earth, and you still getting to heaven. And I Hell know she's live my hot. best life. Ain't no water there. Hell is not. <laughs> and I'm from the south, so I don't like no. I'm like heat, so I'm, I'm working every day to be in the cool of the morning and walk the streets and go working. <laughs> like I said, you won't be able to get an ice chip. That part, I ain't worried about going. I, I just, I just don't want some other people up there with me. I'm just saying, I just don't want everybody to go. You know, I'm, I'm selective grace. God work on me. I'm, I'm prejudiced grace right now. So yeah, they're gonna put you out. They're gonna put me out of heaven because I'm gonna be mad. Certain people up there, and I'm like, God, now you know, good God, doggone will that He robbed that bank. You know, she was sleeping on. God, all right, I live my best life down here on earth, and they up here in VIP heaven with me. No, I'm gonna have a penthouse in heaven. They better have. Uh, boy, I'm gonna have a heaven penthouse. Yeah, I'm passing the reading. I'm putting the happy birthday song up top. A heaven penthouse is sick. <laughs> Uh, it is. I'm gonna have heaven's penthouse. What you mean? He need to charge you there. rent for being up there, cause you. Not <laughs> <laughs> charge me rent. He got to charge hey, you. Now that's the way you sing "Happy Birthday." That's a quartet style right there, just for you. Happy birthday. A happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I can't play. Hold on. Let me turn my African. I can see if I oh, try to play it, but it wasn't playing right. You may sing Pastor Charles. Happy birthday to you. I love it. I love this. So look, we started singing the TikTok version of my church. Which one? Which one? I want to sing. I love it. I'll take it all over. Come on. Come on. Come on with it. I'm taking all of it. I like. I'm loving all of the fact that y'all singing to me. I'm loving it. I like Gracie. Yes, yeah. sir. Hey, clap hey. oh. your oh. birthday. <laughs> yes, sir. Y'all know y'all the trick it is. You done that took real it in for real. Yes, <laughs> I felt my help right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, y'all done made me go. Y'all done made me glad again. Ha! Yay! Today is the birthday of your happy. Man, you know, I must have been crazy that Sunday. I must have that's been. That's what I say. That, that's real. That's crazy. it. That's it. <laughs> the birthday of my happy. Yes, sir. 11 7, 1969. Yes. 
Come on, 1969. Come on, you're 54 years 69. old. 69. Yeah. I'm 1969. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, another 69. I'm going to 69 too. Happy birthday. Uh, plus, I, even, I researched the numbers uh, last night and got happy researching numbers all by myself. The five, the four, and five plus four is nine. Woo! I, mm, I got a whole, a whole revelation. I was like, yes! Ooh, I don't know what to do about this. I had a wonderful time researching the numbers. And then my daughter presented my, my birthday present at midnight. Because she's a writer. She wrote me some forms and brought tears to my eyes. I said, hey! I said, I'm getting this thing. God, I thank you. I'm getting this thing right. Because she's learning Jesus through watching what her mama has gone through. Hey! I got happy all over again. Or may you continue to may you continue to enjoy these birthdays. I think it's funny as you you know birthdays before were were fun when I was a kid. But let me tell you now that when I I don't know something happened when I turned fifty. I think fifty is when I really started appreciating these birthdays for real. I don't Amen. Know what it is, but but I, I think it was they just kind of like Lord, thank you. I think you know to be honest, I outlived my mom by ten years. My mom died at forty, and. uh and so I'm 54, Lord. I didn't live 14 years past her. And, you know, because we were thinking it was something hereditary or something like that. I, I'm the devil. I said, we ain't doing that. No. If I'm supposed to be here, Lord, then give me good health and, and touch me. And I don't want to be taking no blood pressure meds forever. I got to do what I got to do. And I'll do my part. And, Lord, you do your part. In fact, you do it all. And I'll just go ahead and, and I'll just praise you for it yeah. in the process. That's what I say. So. Listen, my my dad died at 48, so I live past my dad. My mom is still living. She's 80, and it's long life on my mama's side because one of my aunts lived to be 108, so I'm good! So a long life. I pray he's satisfied in Jesus' name. But listen, I'm going to What'd you say about Charles? You know, I was, I was thinking, and I was going back to what you what was being said uh, with, the, with the main... Uh, topic of leaving bishop alone it's it's easy to pick on somebody when they're on the top when you can when you see their uh situations in life you see that that they go through you see their their upwards uh they're up going and then you see their kind of downward pieces that's happening um and and it's easy to pick on somebody when when their their life is on display in front of everybody and but how about our lives? How about our lives that some of people would never ever know about? That here we are in these situations, and people want to put curses on people to say why why they're dying. And it's like no, they're dying because it's called it's a part of the uh, life cycle. We don't know how we're gonna get out of here. A brother that I was playing bass, he played guitar at a church. One of the churches I was minister music. He he went to church, leaving church on a motorcycle with his wife, some dude ignored a stop sign and hit him and ultimately killing him, killing him and his wife was in, in critical condition. Uh, so sometimes we, we thinking that people are gonna go out the same way and we, we look at how certain people leave and say, oh, it was such a good person and they were cut, life was cut short. You don't know how you are gonna leave here. So just behooves you just be ready, just be ready. That's all I ask you to do, be ready. Be ready. And and don't care who you see when you open your eyes. <laughs> who cares? 
I'm with you. I'm with you, uh, Pastor Anthony. I don't care. I don't care if I see my what I thought was my worst enemy. Thank God you found Jesus. Okay, Amen. I'm glad I'm here though. Amen. Love you guys. Mad if I get to heaven, I'll be mad. I get to heaven, and I see my worst enemy there. I'm like, God, this is not the prayer I prayed for my enemies. I pray that you would separate them from me eternally. We're not supposed to be in the same place together. <laughs> yeah, I pray for me. Yeah, I pray for me. But no, do, let's do, do me a favor. Put her a fresh. See where you guys are on the stage, and we're gonna go with question, uh, final remarks, and question of the day. Question of the day today is kind of simple. I say that all the time, but no, I really mean it this time. It's kind of simple um, because, of course, y'all yeah, know I had to travel back from Colleen, Texas yesterday. And anytime I travel, I always like to, um, you know, read a book or get an audio book or something like that. Granted, yeah, I can watch movies during my flight, but I don't like doing that. I like listening to books, you know what I'm saying, while I'm traveling and stuff like that. Whether I'm going home to Alabama with that two-hour trip or anywhere else, I like to listen to an audio book while I'm traveling. So yesterday, I had the liberty of downloading T.D. Jake's new book, uh, disruptive thinking. And y'all gonna see me posting quotes about that for probably like the next two, three days because I'm trying to finish that before the month is out. And because it's an audio book, it's kind of easier for me to, you know what I'm saying, you know, read those or finish those because I'm just listening. But oftentimes I have to have the time to just sit there and listen. But yeah, so the question right there is simple. What are you actually reading right now? And it's okay if you're not reading them right now. Truth be told, I don't think I read none all year, for real. I, I did read some, read some earlier this year. I don't remember what I read, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? I read audiobook earlier this year but if you ain't reading that don't feel bad about it just go pick one up today or download one today you know what i'm saying but pull the refresh to you guys are on the stage and we're gonna go with final remarks and question of the day mama lynn it's on you do 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 oh that's good i am uh <laughs> i got two or three books i just started but when i'm uh I had started reading over again and, and about finished. It's an audio book. It's uh, Depression by T.D. Jakes. It's just something about that book. Every time I listen to it, something else in me get crushed. Uh, but my next book that I'm going to read, start reading, is uh, Kerry Washington's book. Um, I'm going to start that when, uh, when we leave to go on our trip. Uh, I'm saving it for the airplane ride. I do not like airplanes. I like airplanes. I don't like that ride. Uh, I'm not the one. I don't want to sit by the window. I want to sit on the aisle. I'm just more comfortable that way. But that's what I'm reading. Uh, several people that gave me books. So I'm going to download them because I got audio. So uh, that's how I work listening to books. So uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, God bless. I'm going to have to get his new book. But I, you know, I already got several of his books on my audio card, so I'm gonna have to add that one. Yeah, my man, I really, really like it because I mean, it's speaking to the heart of who I am. Um, the last one I tried to read was Don't Drop the Mic, and that was a very good book. I ain't finished that one. Um, I think I read like the first chapter or something like that, 
but um, I definitely need to go back and pick that up. But yeah, he has some really incredible books. Um, I think um, the disruptive thinking I read all the way to chapter four, I believe four or five, and of course with disruptive thinking, he's telling people, you know, why do we need to think disruptively? What's the purpose of being disruptive? As well as having disruptive collaborations and how you connect to you know create an impact in the community and whatnot. Like oftentimes, you know, it's people like Carlton Pilsner who had disruptive thought processes that caused him to be a trailblazer and whatnot so yeah i think that's kind of interesting um but yeah i'm throwing it over to pastor charles pastor charles is on you sir do 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 wonderful great sir great could y'all hear me okay yes sir okay all of a sudden i heard something crackling stuff it's a good day a great uh conversation and uh yeah leave me alone leave me alone leave me alone and uh, in terms of books, I'm actually, there's a book that I just read that called Numbers That Preach, um, talking about biblical um, things about numbers and the numbers that, that uh, we, you know, we hear, hear people talk about numerology. I think we got to be careful and don't just pick something um, that just owns on, on Google or whatever and say, what, the num- what does the number mean? You have to really, really study it and make sure that it's not something else like numerology which can be, um, you know, which kind of ties into different uh, thoughts and stuff like that. So I've got a book called Numbers That Preach, Understanding God's Mathematical Lingo, and it's somebody's study, but it's a good, uh, should be a good book, so I'm going to check it out. Anyway, it's a good day. I finally agree to get out, out of this house. I'm going to start this uh, this vacuum cleaner. It's, I have a shark vac in the house now, and I think it got my house uh Pretty clean on the on the bottom floor. We'll see what see how this thing gonna continue to work. Be blessed, everybody, and uh, thank you for uh, your contribution to my day. The Lord bless you. Thank you so much, Pastor Charles. Thank you so so much. Thank you so much for you know being on the show today, as well as hosting me all weekend. You know what I'm saying it was really incredible. I have fun. I can't wait to come back. Ebony was speaking prophetically. We might just have to invite everybody down there to Colleen, Texas, uh, to Colleen, Texas for your bishop bridge. And we might as well do the wake up with the prophet conference there in July. Just come and take over your church. We're just going to come and take over Kingdom Life. I think they part of my family now. Uh-huh. I'm going to adopt everybody in your congregation. they part of the family now, and we're going to come take over. <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. And for anybody on here, if ever y'all want to, you know what I'm saying, just get away, just go on to Texas. You know what I'm saying? Ain't the best getaway because there ain't too much down. Charles going to treat you right. And that's all that matter. I ain't going to cap because it was a work trip for me, but it was also a getaway for me. It was a time for me to actually step away from my normal activities at home with this dog in my office and all the other stuff and actually get away. And I think that's what I loved about it the most. A lot of people always ask me what I do in my spare time, what I do in my free time. And it's work. Even when I get away and have a vacation, guess what? I'm still working. And I kind of enjoyed it. So thank you so much, Pastor Charles, for letting me come down there and work and serve up under you and glean from you. With that being said, I'm throwing it over to Pastor Jerry. I see Jay White popped in. Y'all, please forgive me. I'm at home. I got a couple things. couple things. I come back. I love Um, but if you guys can hear me, so I was in and out, um, I was like, hey, therapy, but 
Um, when I heard scrapes, I came back in. There was a little debate debate going on. I missed the majority of that, which is probably a good thing. Um, but what am I reading? Um, one book I started earlier this year was T. Jakes Don't Drop the Mic. Um, I've not finished it uh, because I'm in school and I have to read books like for real. Um, so I don't have a lot of time for extracurricular books. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. Um, so right now my nose, I'm sorry, there's your bottom. My nose is currently in forensic and legal psychology, psychological science applied to law. That is where my nose is currently. Um, as I finish out one of the more difficult classes I've had so far. Um, it is challenging, but it is very much worth it. And for those of you who love, you know, crime, TV, and all of that, um, I'm learning firsthand about profiling and lie detector tests and psychological autopsy. Like it's, it's, it's really dope, um, but there's a lot of reading for this class. So while I was sending to my kids, I was trying to read. I didn't get a whole lot done. I took my first willful zero this weekend because I did not do a discussion post. I didn't feel like it. Uh, but I did do the major thing that was to be graded. Um, but yeah, that's where my notes have been in school books, not necessarily extracurricular. Um, but I want to get back to my TJ books. I just don't have time. I do not have time. Um, but that's it. That's just I hope everybody has an incredible Monday. It's a Monday, does a Monday too, too bad. Um, and that we can get through it um, gracefully and swiftly. Love you guys, and I'll see you tomorrow. Being on, supporting, and having a conversation with us. Um, Pastor Anthony, I think it's on you. Hey, good morning, everybody. Again, uh, been a while since I've been in the room. These mornings it's just been crazy for me on this end. So, but uh, good convo. Appreciate always uh, the things we get to discuss in this space. Um, currently, I just finished reading a book by the name of the Pop the, the Power of Moments. Um, great book. If you're looking for something to read, definitely check that out. It's a quick read. Uh, I do everything on Audible because I'm always going. Um, but The Power of Moments, a solid book. Uh, and actually, Prophet, because of your post, I just downloaded um, uh, Jake's, Jake's book um, and added it to my Audible library. And I'll probably start it at Disruptive Thinking. I'll probably start it today, as a matter of fact. Um, I need to finish up. Uh, the psychology of money real quick. I got like six minutes left on that one. I'm going to jump into disruptive thinking. So that's what I got going on reading wise. Uh, always, you always ought to be reading, listening to something to continuously build out your uh, knowledge base and perspective and understanding. So that's what I got. Pastor Anthony, do you be um, actually like buying all your books and stuff on Audible? Because I be using like these two pretty <laughs> No, I, I buy them all. I mean, I've got credits, so you know, I, 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 at one point I had like thirty credits. I burned through all of them now, but, but yeah, I pick them up uh, monthly, really. Whenever I sign up for a new trial, you should just get a new book or something like that. <laughs> Use that one free credit to get me a book, and then that'll be about it. Hey, get it how you live, <laughs> man. Everyone, take advantage of them. Shoot, why not? Listen, I got a couple in my library that I actually need to finish, but that one was real good. And it was the newest one that he had out. So I definitely want to um, um, actually tap into that one. And it was a real good book. I ain't going to cap. From what I even had.
of it. Um, me, I'm someone who always like to look at the table of contents first to determine, you know what I'm saying, if I'm actually going to read that book. And even from, you know, just reading the table of contents, you know what I'm saying, it was dope to me. So, yeah, definitely go check that out. Um, but profit, I'm sorry to interrupt. To me, I wish he had to put Crushing out before he put Sora out. Because if you read Soar and then you go back and read Question, you'd be like, uh, but anyway, go. He's a good writer. Ebony class, uh, uh, Ebony got a writing class out on Mondays. Yeah, I got a book that y'all need to put out. Go ahead and tap in because I'm going to do the same thing. Like this, this uh, book alone is getting me challenged on how I think about certain things and even launching and finishing certain things. Like I know chapter one was like, what is disruptive thinking? And then chapter two was like, why do we need disruptive thinking? And that really pushed me. I think chapter two really, really pushed me. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tap in. I'm a tap in. Y'all should too. But who I'm throwing it to next, Monty B, it's on you. Final remarks and question of the day. Do-do-do. Zoop, da da doop. Um, final remarks. I was late to church, but what I heard was cool. Um, question of the day. What am I reading, right? Is that the question? Profit. What's wrong with your mic? We must be in your pocket. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, his mic is low. Low for some reason, Monty. But yeah, that's the question. Yes, welcome back. <laughs> I was saying, what am I reading? Is that the question? Yeah. What you reading? Children's books? Uh, currently. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my kids don't even really like kids' books, children's books, whatever. Uh, I've just been reading the signs of the times and literally what's going on in my area. I have this app. It's called the Neighborhood App, right? And I have learned some very disturbing things. <laughs> And I'm probably gonna just get off of that app, but um, it, What's it's the good. App? So neighborhood app is where you basically you upload this app and it kind of lets you know what's it's going a on mess. in your area. It really is a mess. Um, so literally you're getting intel from like people in your neighborhood, people that live in your area, people or things that they've seen or heard just right outside their front door. Um, I've seen people's um, vibrant um camera footage uh of you know the porch pirates stealing people done miss they they got pets missing they give a description of their pets i just think sometimes it's too much intel on their business <laughs> but people are literally posting this content on an app for other people in your area to see which is not always safe because your next door neighbor may not be the safest person you might find out something about your neighbor that you didn't want to know um look but don't they, ain't that like the where, where, where the cops are and everything We're yeah crazy on that app it's it's a lot but, ain't that like, but hold on isn't that like the ring app too because don't they be talking on the ring well yeah so ring oh, yeah. vibing whatever you have like where it's audio, of course, you're going to have that. Um, but one thing, it has been helpful with certain things. Um, we just had something extremely crazy um, happen uh, in the area that I live in. I want to say this happened a week and a half ago. This teenage boy, I want to say he was 14 or 15, chopped this lady up. 
like oh, wow. this what? member, this lady. And this boy calls a cleaning service to come and clean the body up. Um, so now I will be restructuring um, my contracts with cleaning because I already have in there that I do not clean feces. I do not clean throw up. Um, I've also put in my contracts that I do not babysit children. So when I come to your house to clean and you decide to leave and go to the grocery store, um, I don't watch children. So either I will bill you more or I'm calling CPS because that's not what we discussed. Um, also put your animals up because like I said, if little Sparky drinks the bleach out of the toilet, that's between him and God. They have nothing to do with me. I came to clean, not dog sit. Um, so now I have to put some more stuff in my contract. So oh no, wait, what, buddy? Not the dog. But no, no, you you didn't put Sparky up. Now he didn't drink this bleach out the toilet. And that's, that's between him and God. Him and God, because I ain't have nothing to do with me. I know what I came here for, and I came to clean. To expect anything else from me and not pay, you have lost your mind. You didn't kill the people, dog. I didn't. The dog killed himself. He went on a suicide mission. I ain't have nothing to do with me. No. But I make those things clear in my policies, and that's why I tell people it is so important to read you better. Um, policies and contracts. Even with like people updating their phone, I don't have my phone on automatic update because they be putting stuff in these policies and in these contracts on our phone, and people just be hitting download and install, and you don't understand what you're giving access to because you just hit I agree, just to hurry up and get that that upload. And, but. Mm -mm. I tell people, please read the contract because you will have your feelings hurt. So that's the app I've been reading. I'm trying to debate on if I should keep it on my phone or not. You said what? It's called what now? What's the app called? Neighborhood. Okay. I'm going to go down. You're, you're going to find out some interesting things about the things and the people in your community. <laughs> I had to uh, let man go because that was just too much. <laughs> phone going off all the time. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, One thing I do do is turn them alerts and notifications off. What yeah, you I did turn the alerts off, but still, it, it I was behind. If it happened last week, then I don't need to know about it. It's too late. Um, <laughs> I, it's just too much. It's too much going on in the neighborhood that I don't need to know about your missing pet. Now, you got missing child, one thing, but I'm sorry. Yeah, I ain't seen it's no missing much. kids on there. Everybody talking about they missing dog. I said, maybe they trying to get away from y'all. Because it's all the dogs at the same time? Something going on. Maybe it's a house party or something. I think I just downloaded. Is this this green and yellow orange that's house? Fair. Oh, that's it right now. Well, it's like um, yeah, it's green. It should say or not. It's there's neighborhood and then there's next door. I have next door. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I have next door. And it's listen. It, it, it's too much information that Wait. I don't need to know about these people. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Oh my god. Back. is crazy. My neighbors is crazy. Which I, I stopped looking at it. I stopped looking. I, I got it for here and I got it for the church. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ooh, it's, it's a lot. Like, I'm looking at something right now. Lost dog on 19th and Willow. You just gave me your address because I can see the street and you got the dog positioned at a certain angle. I said, y'all, 
Y'all too trusting. <laughs> Y'all too trusting the people. Somebody probably came and snatched him. Lord have mercy. Yeah, okay. they got all their business out here. They'll tell you their whole life story. Like, then nobody even asks you that. <laughs> they give you their address, their phone numbers, their email address. I don't need to know all of that. I don't need to know all of that. That's just too much. And just let me know when the yard sale is. Okay. <laughs> not the yard sale, Mama Lynn. Elder, I'm throwing it over to you last but not least. Go ahead. Um, tell us what book you read and final remarks. This dog don't shut up. He he about to leave too. He going to the party. <laughs> the rest of the dogs that be missing. Great, <laughs> uh, great discussion. It was wonderful. Thank you all for the uh, birthday shout outs. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. I do not take it lightly. You don't have to say nothing. And I appreciate it so very much. Uh, the next book I'm about to read. Uh, it's called. It's by one of my spiritual mothers. It's called Saved but Lost in the Church, and she's got the book and a companion journal with it. So, that's my next book on the list to read. Uh, I am also in school. Um, I have an associate's in pastoral care and counseling, so I'm working on my bachelor's. Uh, that so I have to do a lot of reading. Uh, we're doing a discussion in one of my classes on why do we think there are more women in the church than men. So I've been doing research on that and asking different people uh, why do they feel that to take to class for that discussion. It is in the 50s here. It's beautiful outside. Uh, it's not too cold. It's not too hot. It's kind of like light jacket, light hoodie weather. And I'm just in a mode of gratitude. I'm just thankful. I'm just really, really thankful. And that's where I am. You all have a wonderful day. Hopefully you go out and vote. If it's voting in your area, please go out and vote. Hey Amen. You're right. It is voting day. It uh, is Tuesday. It is voting day national live. Go, go out and vote for the, those things in the local area that you're aware of and understand. Because that's where a lot of the change is going to happen for you at the local level. Amen. Even if you don't know who to vote for, just scribble something in. Amen. I'm, I'm, Amen. I'm, I'm joking. Hey, hey. Now I ain't gonna scribble nothing <laughs> if I don't know them and all that. I, I don't do that one. Or, or I just before I step in the booth, Lord, uh, you got my hand. Tell me who to put the check mark by. Which one to push? <laughs> K Nick, I see you um in the room. I definitely want to give you space and grace to give final remarks as well, as well as answer the question of the day. What are you currently reading right now or listening to? If you're listening to audio audiobooks. Grace and peace be unto all of you oh, in the uh, room today. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> it's such an honor to be among all of you. Um, I am, it is a wonderful day here um, in Washington, D.C. It is a little overcast. Um, Sister Elder Ebony is able to, uh, oh, maybe not. I think she's actually traveling the world right now. But um, 
it is overcast and it is, I think, 55, 60 degrees on today. Currently, I am reading the only book that matters. That is the Bible. I'm so done. I'm so done. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm reading On the Fire Next Time by James Baldwin. Um, We're reading that book. So... um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. But yeah, great discussion today. You said it's called what? Mm-hmm. Bye, y'all. Said, Got student here. Bye. You said it's called what? All right. Well, he hung up. I can hear the name he, of the book. He got a student. You might have to uh, send him a message. He said a student walked up. Yeah, I understand. He at work. Well, listen, yeah, it's time for us to go ahead and get on up out of here. I got to go ahead and hop in the shower. It's 12 o'clock. I ain't going to the church till one because I'm going to make the day. So I'm going to go ahead and take me a shower and get myself together so I can leave this house. And I will see you guys again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for Waking Up with the Prophet. It's going to be a great episode. I ain't been here, well, almost all month. So we're going to have to get some, some great conversations in as we end the year. But know that I love you guys. I'm praying for you guys. I hope you have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day. And I'm going to go ahead and pray us on that because no, I'm not forgetting. I forgot. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this room. We thank you for the space, God. We thank you for everything that was released into this room, God. We ask that you are allowed to positively impact our spirit, God. Let us leave this atmosphere with a positive attitude, leaving this atmosphere, oh God, with grace, mercy, and truth within us, oh God. God, we thank you, oh God, for every person under the sound of my voice and every person that is connected to this room, oh God. Continue to cover them and shelter them from things seen and unseen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, yeah. I love y'all. I'm praying for you guys. I hope you have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day. And I'll see you guys again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for Waking Up with the Prophet. It's time for lunch. Remember to wash your hands. Thank you, Google. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Bye-bye.